Hey, everybody. Hey. How's it going? It's going. I've got <laughs> I've got microwaved chicken tenders. Wow. It's curious. They, they, and they have no hot sauce on them tonight. They're just... They're, yeah, they're just, they're just subpar chicken tenders that I bought at the grocery store and discovered the first time I ate them, I put them in the, in the oven. And... I was like, these are not great. These are not great. <laughs> well, and then one day I just put one in the microwave and it was better in the microwave. And I had a huge lunch. So I meant to eat like a little something before the stream, mm-hmm. but it, I forgot. So I'm, I'm eating them now. Yeah, I, I almost forgot that today was stream day. Something something recently is just throwing up my whole day. What day is it? Progress off. <laughs> and I'm like, it's Sunday already. I didn't even realize it. But I think that a lot of that is because uh, my wife took Friday off of work. So we uh, one of her coworkers has like a pool and said, you know, you can bring your kids over and use the pool all day if you want. Hmm. So, so we we just like spent the whole day swimming in this in the pool on Friday, and I think that that just threw everything off. It it almost because it was on Friday, it all it felt like Saturday. But uh, yeah, so everything is just felt felt weird. Um, but other than that, you've been been focusing very hard on uh on as we call it AF. Two, AF two. Yeah, yeah. If, um, in Final Fantasy Eleven speak, that's uh, that's getting your second artifact armor. In AF two, yeah, you get your AF two. Yeah, it's uh, you know, like I see. The AF one is like uh, the the armor for the job that looks kind of like you know Final Fantasy one or five or something like that. Mm-hmm. And AF two is like maybe a little fancier version. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Analog Frontiers uh, two, part two. Right. Um, yeah, I got, I got, like, I really got my focus back this week, and it's been good, and I've made very satisfying progress. Excellent, excellent. And, uh, so you know, within the next couple of weeks, right. y'all should see that. I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good and confident about the progress I'm making. Good, good. And I I have an episode coming. I'm hoping for Wednesday. I You were hoping for mid this week. I was hoping for and I was hoping for mid the week before that. Uh <laughs> I I guess you know I've been kind of quiet on what it's going to what it's going to be, but I guess I'm just going to since it's been so long, I think it's okay for me to for me to say what it is because it's not out yet. Uh it is a video on the the Sharp Scale plugin for the PlayStation TV. Which is and, and it works on the Vita as well, right? Yes, yes, but I mean not not the same way. I mean it it, sure. it does work the same way, but it's uh, uh, I mean it doesn't. It only affects certain games on on, on the Vita system, uh, and in my opinion, it is a complete game changer for the system, and it takes it from was generally kind of a piece of crap, honestly. Yeah, and uh it turns it into an awesome system. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that is, 
that is what the video is going to be on. Um, if you if you have a PlayStation TV and you have not hacked it, uh, this makes it very much worth hacking, and it is it has completely reinvigorated my interest in playing uh, Vita and PSP games on a TV. In my opinion, in my opinion, it is the best way to play PSP games on a TV. There, I you, you got to turn off the autofocus on your camera. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Probably. <laughs> Let's see. See if it if it if it. I I had to turn mine off. Um. But yeah, it's um. It is it is a is a big deal, and it, and it looks looks really really good. So, uh, it's it's a video that I thought was gonna be quick. And it's turned into I guess something a little bit bigger. I mean, it's still only gonna be like, like twenty. 20 some minutes like low 20s mm -hmm. probably uh right now i just have to do the ps1 classic section to finish it up and you know like it's it's about 17 minutes at this point and i mean that that's there's a lot to say about ps1 classics but it is uh, there's not a lot that hasn't already been said in rgb 206 yeah, and I saw uh, Vanessa say that getting a PSTV is on her list, and I saw someone reply saying um, that you should get one now because it'll go up in price after the video. You know, I, I'm not going to be so conceited as to say that I believe that it might actually, that our video would have an impact specifically, but uh, uh it, they already are like kind of expensive, right? So yeah, I mean they they've been pretty thoroughly hacked. I think right now the probably the most disappointing thing is that uh, it there there's no way currently to remove the HDCP uh, protection on it. So you if you want to capture footage from it, you have to have some sort of way to strip the HDCP or circumvent it in some way. Mm -hmm. uh, and I I was asking about it. And they, I mean, the person who has created the, the sharp scale hack uh, said that people have been working on it for a while and no one has been able to to figure it out yet. So hopefully it does happen, but still, it's... He didn't sound optimistic. Yes, exactly. But I think that it's going to be pretty, it's going to be a big, big deal. Uh, you know what I, um, what I did, not necessarily to capture anything, but I did discover, uh... I, I hooked up a PS3 to a HDMI to um, an HDMI to VGA, which I mostly did that to connect to a VGA monitor. Mm -hmm. But I imagine you could also just plug that into the OSSC and redigitize it. And you know, obviously, it'd be digital to analog to digital, but right, right, you could capture it possibly that way with if you have an ossc already and uh you know those you know they're they're, they're super cheap and right. by the way we're behind i vanessa area uh oh had a, a yes. donation before the stream began with a with a hard <laughs> ending thank you and i see james ingram with a dollar 99 asking if is that is, is that big ps5 behind you <laughs> uh yeah i mean people have, have released those to scale Images. This shows how it compares. And actually, the PS5, when I got back there, is actually much bigger than it looks in those images. Uh, that, yeah, that's it, true it, size. What people don't realize is actually, 
the PS5 is about the size of a roll around dehumidifier. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I've heard I've heard people say it looks like you know the router that you would have gotten from your cable company yeah, in like 2005. <laughs> you know, back when everything was like was like white because of Apple. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll get to the game tonight. We're gonna be playing. I'm gonna play, be playing Hunt Down, uh, on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, this Ooh, was something who that was, was it that gave us this code. Well, hang on. This was this was something that was recommended to me by the same person who recommended. Uh, uh what is it? Uh, was it Devil Trigger or De- Devil Engine? Devil Engine. That's right. Yes. Uh, said that you should check out Hunt Down. It just came out on the uh, on. Like on digital stores, and it, you know, if you liked uh, Devil Engine, you should you should check out this. And it, I, they're very different kinds of games, but he said that this is a uh, would be right up my alley. So I had thought about getting it at one point, and then last week, I think it was last Sunday, we got an email from one of the the people who worked on it, or maybe like the main person who worked on it, and said, "Do you want to?" check it out i can send you a code over if you want and i said we were just thinking about streaming this and then he sent it over and now i'm gonna play it so nice so here we go i'm gonna turn up the volume on my end a little bit though so i can hear the music oh wow uh, two dollars from jonathan g he says playing ff7 remake on vita via remote play is boss i bet <laughs> it's also laggy but you know, maybe it is kind of playable. It's been a long time since I did remote play. Like, honestly, I don't remember if I ever even tried remote play locally. I probably did once, but like, I actually, just for the novelty of it, like did remote play a couple of times, like over the internet when I was at my parents' house. So who am I going to be? I'm, I'm going to be Anaconda, John Sawyer, or Mo Man. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I want to want to start with Anaconda because I think that's an awesome name. It let's, is. Let's try awesome. main gun. Oh, okay. You can, oh, you can try their main gun. Okay, so she's got this a game has like a superbly eighties aesthetic. Yes, and also like a, the uh, the trailer for it is very good. Yes, the trailer is hilarious. It's very funny voiceover. Uh, so okay, Milo is saying Sawyer for the voice. Okay, it's got the uh, the Sylvester Stallone and Cobra gun, like the, or it's actually more of a Terminator, like Terminator had like the gun with the laser sight on it, big laser sight. All right, I guess we'll do we'll do John Sawyer based on what Milo in the chat is, is saying. Oh. I didn't, I hit the wrong button. Here we go. It's killing time. He's got this this jaw protector on it. <laughs> or maybe that is his jaw. Maybe it looked like he has a bottom jaw. Bottom jaw, though. Yeah, you know, maybe it's so that he can <laughs> bite bite down harder. Okay, so it looks like there's four levels to start, but I can only choose the first one against the hoodlum dolls. Apparently no sound. Oh, okay. 
Are people hearing that now? Uh, if that's if that's not working, I'll just do this. I had a feeling you would say that. A mother. Let me know if they if you hear it now. The hunt down is initiated. Did you did you hear that as it was before? Is an urgent one. No audio still. Okay. There we go. Yeah, I just I'm just doing it through the mixer. It does not work through the. It's not working on OBS. It's just I don't know why. It's showing levels and everything. Additionally, the area you'll be headed to has a few minor bounties that are open to your discretion. I'll transfer you those. Hopefully, people can hear it. I mean, hopefully, it's loud enough. My voice is loud enough over top over top of it. Let me know if it's too loud or if it's too quiet. The dolls are I'm, I'm playing with the uh, Super Nintendo controller. Oh, really? Did you verify that it, it will work just fine? Yes. So if you if you run and you press down, you'll like do like a little slide, so you can slide behind cover. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Paul Birdcamp thinks it looks like my floor got waxed. Looks smooth. <laughs> uh, that's just the lighting being weird, I guess. Uh, Look at that mech in the background. That's awesome. My, uh, my, my carpet is crummy. <laughs> it, is, it is not held up particularly well. Builder grade carpet, they say. Stash <laughs> Oh, I, I collected one stash. One stash. <laughs> uh, is anybody in the chat finished this? Uh, how long is it? If so. Ooh, a boomerang. I know, I was, that's what, exactly what I said, why I was interested, is because it looks like Terminator. <laughs> you know, Steve, you would not believe how many comments people have put on our Trials of Mana video, maybe also on the Final Fantasy VII video, uh, commenting on... Uh, on, on the RetroTech sticker on my 20L5. People were like, ooh, how's that, how's that RetroTech PVM doing for you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I already had it. He just helped me with the geometry. Of it. <laughs> so how long we would like same? to recap it one day, though. So how long I, to be the I know, same? I know it's a little... I know there's a little buzzing coming from it today, but 
seems seems to work fine. Oh, this looks like the gun from RoboCop. Oh no, it's more of an aliens meets Ro RoboCop gun. Oh, you can save your sub weapons. Excellent. Awesome. So I can carry it with me without using it. Perfect. That uh, that cover system kind of makes me think of. Um, I haven't played very much of it, but isn't there a similar system in uh, Blackthorn? Uh. Not where you slide like that. No, 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 but like where you're oh, in, in the background. In the background. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, here he is. Sweet angel. <laughs> Christopher Hugh in the chat uh, was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> that made him think of Blackthorn. utilize my my uh, my dash a little bit <laughs> see Orion's angel in the chat saying that transparent glass effect we just saw reminds us this is not an old school game that will have never been seen back in the day I'm not sure exactly which uh, transparent glass effect you're talking about but um, I mean, obviously you could do transparency on Super Nintendo or PlayStation with 2D, um, but like Genesis and Saturn, you wouldn't be likely to see that. PlayStation can do transparency, right? Yeah. Um, well, like that's something I think about a lot these days is, you know, pixel graphics and retro aesthetics in modern games that are, you know, varying levels of authentic. And right. sometimes I just have mixed feelings about it. And I, I don't really know what sort of triggers me to feel one way or the other about it. But sometimes I look at like a retro inspired game and I'm like, I'd rather just play an actual game from the era, you know, than something that's pretending to be. But other times I look at it and I'm like, that's awesome. So I don't I don't really know what I'm looking for sometimes. But certainly when when it looks authentic to or it feels like maybe just barely above what a real system could have done then you know that's that's pretty cool you know you look at something like Mega Man 9 I think is, is you know kind of a gold standard there like it definitely does things the NES couldn't do like it does like smooth uh, fades to black and there's uh, uh, you know I think that the way some of the level obstacles move might have not really been something you would have seen likely seen on NES but it's still very very close 
some like uh, blazing chrome, you know, definitely more than the Genesis could do, but it it, it feels it very does, faithful it, to the aesthetic. Exactly. You know, same with Shovel Knight to an extent. Like, it, it's pretty faithful to NES, except for the fact that it does a lot of parallax. But it's faithful to the color palette, the way that sprites would have been designed, largely. Except with more, uh, more animation. Saw someone asking if there will be a PS2 classic, since the PS2 is going to be 20 years old. That's messed up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably not for a while. I would. I mean, who knows? I'm almost wondering if they're they're over it after their success. Oh yeah, with... I think. You know, the I, I didn't realize. Uh, we were we were kind of group watching uh, the the Sony event with uh, John and Adi, and uh, John pointed out that the, the guy that's in charge of Sony now is the, the same guy who made some comment several years ago about like oh why why do people want to play people don't want to play old games anyway like why would anyone want to play old <laughs> yeah, that's that's disheartening. I, I was talking to a to a, a friend earlier today. Uh, you know, saying that I've got a lot more confidence in uh, what Microsoft will do regarding backwards compatibility. Uh, like Sony hasn't talked about it much. And like Mark Cerny's comment about the, you know, we looked at, you know, the hundred most popular PS4 games, and we're confident that all of them will be playable at launch. Like, <laughs> that's actually not the most confidence uh, I've ever heard. So that's yeah. Yeah, it's, it'll be disappointing if it's. I mean, I think I, I, I'm relatively confident that PS4 backwards compatibility will be pretty high on it, but I'm less confident that they're going to like try to use the backwards compatibility to enhance the games, which I'm pretty sure Microsoft will continue to do. Um, you know, they, they spent this generation building up a lot of sort of goodwill and building up their system, their, you know, sort of their back-end systems in that way, I think is going to benefit them this generation. Right. And Sony didn't really have the pressure to do that. Um, you know, it'd be nice if you could play PS1, PS2, PS3 on the PS5, but I severely doubt it. Well, we got uh, 279 Canadian bucks from uh, Ekaphalos. Best way of using the Game Boy Player on GameCube in 2020. Uh, check out uh, the uh, the Game Boy episode if you haven't already. Uh, and there might also be some, uh, I think there's some Game Boy Player stuff in the GameCube updates video that came out at the end of uh, 2018. Um, although the GBI... <laughs> versions in those videos are, are out of date 
but um you know the the same basic principles apply uh uh, you know, the the GBI high fidelity, if you have the means to use it, you know, the OSSC even has a, uh, even has a, uh, a scaling mode just for that. Um, and I think it's been a while since I tested, but I think it, GBI high fidelity works pretty well with like, Carby or other HDMI solutions. I mean, you can you can do some pretty great things with, with the Game Boy interface. <laughs> we got nine 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 for Joshua Helmicky going. Pooty, pooty, get it, get over here, pooty. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I nearly forgot about that during the intervening week, except like on Monday, like I kept just saying to myself you, randomly, you, like, you just say it out loud. You just say it out loud. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it out loud. I might even say it to Sandy. Booty. Booty. Come here. <laughs> get, get over here, booty. I know. We, we always try to say it really quietly because we're afraid like the neighbor who's like, there's no way that he's going to hear me, but I'm always afraid that he's going to hear me say it. I try not to say it. Too, too obviously with my kids around because they like to repeat it. Yeah. We don't want it to be, oh, these hunks are after me. That was rough. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping that Final Fantasy VII Remake and, and a bunch of other games, I, I am hopeful we'll get PS5 patches, but I don't think that's really going to be backwards compatibility. I think that's going to be basically a patch that makes it a PS5. That you are allowed to install to your system if you have the game. But I think it'll fundamentally be a PS5 executable. That's my, that's my feeling. And I think the same thing will happen to some extent on Xbox, but I think there will be more instances <laughs> of, of uh, Xbox games um, <laughs> um, I think there will be more instances of Xbox games being enhanced without like a true patch per se. You know, if you think about um, uh, if, if you think about like um, uh, you know, the Final Fantasy 13 games or Mirror's Edge or uh, Red Dead Redemption uh, and several other games. Like, those are natively 4K on Xbox One X with no editing to the game code. I hope we'll, we'll see even more... 360 games and original Xbox games get backwards compatible when the Series X launches. Yeah, I mean, I I guess we should just talk about our our thoughts of the reveal just in general. I mean, like uh, of the PS5. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm excited. I think the only time I was like really excited was like with Ratchet and Clank though. Same. Like that 
that was like legit next gen, you know? Yeah, and it, well, not only that, but it's just like cool to see finally a like a, a sequel that is like a, a full game. Because I mean, sure, there was Into the Nexus, uh, which was only like a couple hours long. Right. But it's nice to see finally. And then the remake, you know. Well, which yeah, was but good. I mean, like, which was but... good, yes, but it was still just like a remake of the first one. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, five dollars from Chris saying, "Sup, guys? So did you see it? Sony's making a Wi-Fi tower without needing visible antennas." <laughs> I mean, I do gotta say the. I'm annoyed by the size of it for sure. The, it's it's stupidly huge, but I will say that I. The aesthetic is growing on me. It's weird, but it is elegant, I guess. People are saying that the that the disc drive looks tacked on, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, I think when you actually see it from angles, I think it'll have like a nice curve to it. Yeah. What I'm curious about, like I, I don't think I'm gonna put it horizontal. Um. I, I was originally hoping that whatever the design would be would be something I could put horizontal because I thought it would be difficult to fit the Xbox Series X and the PS5 next to each other. Um, but I think I've got room to put them both vertical. Um, but... Um, I, I was kind of wondering... Hey, this guy like, is like definitely a take on the Macho Man. I um I noticed that um when it's horizontal the disc is on the bottom like the disc drive is on the bottom of the console which makes me wonder is it upside down like do you put the disc in upside down uh I mean not necessarily I mean, maybe the this is the drive is just in there upside down. So you put them right side up, they just. Or maybe it's just a really thin profile disc. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But think about this: if it's vertical, normally you would put the top end to the right, and if it's vertical, It's either going to be the opposite way of the Xbox Series X and the Wii and the Wii U and other systems that can go vertical. It's either going to be the opposite of that or it's going to be upside down when... Like, it's got to be one or the other. I, I don't know. Are these going to be upside down or flipped in the wrong way in some fashion? Uh, but I think it, I think it, I mean, it, obviously they were trying to be artistic with it. It's weird. I mean, definitely if you consider the Switch part of the same generation that these systems will be, which it's hard to say whether that really makes sense or not, but, um, certainly this is the generation that has had the least standard looking, uh, designs. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> We got $1.99 from Elizabeth Smith saying you should play Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles on five GameCubes for a stream. <laughs> uh, I did years and years ago, like, whew, probably like 
close to 10 years ago. Oh, right. That was like your second stream, I feel like. Or the second marathon you did. Well, hold on a second. No, that wasn't Crystal Chronicles. We did do a Crystal Chronicles. Um, but I can't remember if anyone was on a GameCube during Crystal Chronicles. But we also did... Um, we did... Uh, we did four-player... Um, um, Four Swords Adventures. And one of them was on a GameCube on a smaller TV. Oh, look at it. So the movie posters... Can you guess what those movie posters are? I know exactly what they are. Bright Future, Doom 5... Oh, the posters. The movie the movie posters. Right? The okay, movie one deal. is the thing. Yeah, one is the thing. The middle one is Akira, and the left one is Aliens. Ah, okay. Like, I could just... I definitely... I knew exactly what they were. You know what I was thinking about uh, earlier today? That uh, uh, is kind of weird to think about. Like, I was I I I, I picked up some uh, some some lunch at a place that's next to the movie theater. I was thinking about like how. How weird is it that like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie poster is just like still there? Still there. Yeah. I mean, like there might be some movie theaters that never reopen, and like they're just like the, the if, last if thing is gonna be if they're abandoned, they're just gonna have like you know Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotnik, yeah, sitting in there like indefinitely forever until the building's torn down like like so here i see really quick really here these ones i see uh is this gotta be blood sport over here that that one's gotta be this one's running man i see alien back there and in the jokers is, is the warriors yeah i can tell that i've never seen the warriors but i can tell oh uh, it's actually it's really really good it's, it seems like the kind of i bet i bet you would really like it <laughs> I've been exploring man abandoned movie theaters, indeed. You'd you'd be into uh, making a video series like that. Oh yeah, I mean, be kind of creepy. You you know, that. when you were first moving to the area that you're in now, you were. I mean, before you moved to your new house, you there was wasn't there an abandoned movie theater that you're like, man, if I had if I had money, like I, I'd buy that and make it. Market. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in the next town <laughs> over, it, and it was it is a movie theater that had not been open for a really long time, and you were talking about Sonic, the Sonic poster being in the in the window, and this one hadn't been open in so long that the movie the last movie it showed that was still had the poster in it was uh, U.S. Marshals. When was that? like Tommy Lee Jones, right? Yeah. It's like the like the kind of spin-off from uh, The Fugitive. Really? Yeah. He's, he's uh, the same I character. I didn't know it was connected. Huh. Yeah, he's, he's the same character. The first like 10 minutes of that movie is like is the best part. Where he's like undercover inside of a chicken suit. <laughs> um it always always annoyed me, you know that uh, that movie theater near my place that has um, that has uh, the recliners. Right. Like it's been open ever since 
whenever it was that Star Wars Episode Seven came out, like it it opened up that month, but it had been closed for years. And then like a new company bought it after years. I mean, probably close to a decade. And um, and they, you know, now it has like recliners in it. But ever since they reopened, they have never put movie posters outside. Interesting. It's just baffling to me. Like, they've got the spots for them that were there from the, the previous theater that was there. But they've just left them empty. Like, it makes it look like they're closed. <laughs> like, I've, I've always kind of been worried about them because, like... It never really seemed to be that well attended of the theater. You know, obviously yeah, the I mean, previous it, one closed not, down. Like, anything to advertise themselves, I guess. Yeah, it just it, I thought it was a bad look for a, a theater that clearly needed a little help. Right. Wow, was The Force Awakens really 2015? Jeez. I can't believe it was that long ago. Yeah, so that was it was it was like it was like the week before that came out that this theater finally opened. Oh, Jonathan Ninson uh, donated three dollars. Uh, thank you. Asking, uh, is that SNES controller holding up? Feeling any lag? Uh, I think it feels pretty good. I mean, technically, there's got to be lag, but um, I haven't had any. Does this game have, this game doesn't look like it's got angled aiming. No. So, hard, uh, hard to tell if the diagonals are going good, but I, I've not had trouble with diagonals on it. I haven't used it like super extensively yet, but I'm, are you sure I played Blazing Chrome with it? Yeah, I, I think I did too, didn't I? I don't remember. I don't I don't think that the M30 had like the right button. The voices are pretty good in this though, just overall. He's like, oh, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little bit of Yoda in it, <laughs> but not. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Gonna get you. You 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 sound like one of my high school friends trying to do a Barney Gumble impression. <laughs> he, he was always going, "Hey, hey Homer, I, I'm really worried about the beer supply." After this case, and the next case, there's only one case left! <laughs> I, I, I felt like I started that off pretty good, then I lost it. <laughs> my, my friend was really good at it, though. His <laughs> laugh, in some aspects, almost sounds like like, uh, like Sloth from the, from the Goonies. <laughs> it's like... Where you go... You're like, 
<laughs> Worst game from your favorite developer? Uh, I'd have to think about what my favorite developer is first. I mean, I guess Nintendo. Let's let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> Look at him. Uh, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe Yoshi's story. <laughs> I mean, those aren't Devil's Third and Yoshi's New Island. Like, those aren't Nintendo developed. Yeah. Yoshi's story, though. There he is. There's Troy Lawman. I mean, I don't even know. I feel like I got to come up with something without being on the spot. I, I'm very good yeah. at coming up with like, stuff like that. I on mean, the spot. you know, I mean, you know, like Square Enix is definitely up there for me. Like, especially old, old Square and old Square Enix, you know. Yeah. Uh, but they've made plenty of not great games. You know, Nintendo. I like to think Nintendo's in-house rarely makes a bad game. I mean, some people maybe would think Star Fox Zero, which was kind of. I'd like to re. I'd, I really kind of want to re revisit that. I don't. I, I, I didn't about think it. So. it was not bad. It was not bad. I mean, I was thinking about it recently. Uh, because so my I, my kids are playing uh, Nintendo Land a lot lately, mm -hmm. and there's this Metroid game in Nintendo Land where they can both play on the same team. One person uses the game GameCube, and the other person is is controlling you know, Samus on the ground. Mm -hmm. One of them's like her ship, and the other one's is is on the ground. I don't even remember that. And they're like really into it, and I'm thinking trying to think of like other games where they can play co-op like that. Because I think it's just good where it's it's easy enough for them to play co-op, where they, they don't it, they don't get into a fight about it. Yeah. Other yeah, other M was Team Ninja, and I, I thought other M was a very good game. Like I know that like you know sort of the the story aspects and the and Samus's characterization was the main things people hated about it. I think. Yeah, but like from a gameplay perspective, I actually thought it was really fun. I actually almost like after finishing it, I almost like immediately restarted on hard mode to go for you know 100% completion. Uh, and Paper Mario Sticker Star again, that was um, um, Intelligent Systems, which you know I still don't think I would really call that internal Nintendo it kind of is but like, they're still kind of a separate thing um, but yeah Sticker Star not great I liked the concept behind it I liked did, the did you beat it? yeah that was the 3DS I've still, I've still never bought Color Splash you better get that if you're going to get it or don't you really care I mean I do want to get it but I was like holding out for it going on clearance on Target Target and I never saw that happen yeah um, I, I mean, I bet it probably used copy is probably not that bad. I mean, I don't know. I kind of want it, but 
Elmo. I like the idea behind Sticker Star, but in practice it just didn't work because there was no incentive to fight ever. And also because bosses usually required you to come into the fight with something to beat them. And there was no warning as to what that would be. And then sometimes you might just get into the fight and not have what you need. And it's like, oh, well, I'm stuck. I didn't realize that it was that easy just to get completely stuck. Stuck. Yeah, I mean, if I recall, like, I don't think you could even just, like, run away from the fight. Maybe you could? But then you've, like, ventured up to the boss, and you have to go back and find what you need to beat them. Yeah. It's, like, super annoying. Are you, are you planning on getting the new one? Yeah, probably. I'm sure. I mean, it looks different. I only watched the trailer one time, but I'm sure it's it's different. Yeah, it seems like they're... I mean, from what I've heard, they're kind of going back and doing exactly what people have wanted, wanted them to do, which is make something that's like the first two. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know why it's been that difficult to do that Come up till now. But I mean, the same oh, thing yeah. happened with Kirby, where they just, they wanted okay. people to, uh, or people wanted them to make something that was just a traditional Kirby game, and they kept on just making all these weird games that were, were decent, but they weren't the same... Like what people really wanted from it, and then Canvas they go Curse back and was really good. Though. What was Canvas Curse? Right, right. I'm not saying like they were they were bad, but I mean, I th people wanted a traditional Kirby game for like yeah. the, the longest. The thing was like for there was a very long period though where they weren't really developed by Hal like Canvas Curse was, but then like all of like otherwise like I think all of the GBA and DS games were developed by. Capcom's flagship. They they work great. Oh yeah, we music. I never played that, but I, I bet it is not great. Did you say you have it? Yeah, I I, I got it at uh as a goodwill find. Yeah, you should you should see if your kids like it. They probably love it. They might. I mean, that's who, that's what it's made for. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing with Wii Music is it's just like yeah, Epic, is, Epic Yarn is also very good. Yeah, yeah, Epic Yarn is good. You know, a lot of people don't like it, but I, I did. I mean, yes, it is very easy to not die, but I feel like the true gameplay of that game is the exploration aspect. I don't think it's really about, you know, the platforming so much. It's about trying to find everything. And I thought that was fun. <laughs> uh, Paper Mario Color Splash was a Wii U Paper Mario game that, uh, as far as I could tell, appeared to be gameplay-wise very similar to Sticker Star. <laughs> the voices are definitely 
are amazing in those. They're so over the top. Got them. <laughs> oh, hey, you Pikachu. I did hear that was not good. I've never played That's that. the microphone one, right? Yeah. It was like they're trying to go for something like like Seaman. Was that before or after Seaman, I wonder? I don't know. I, uh... I got, not long ago, I got Lifeline for the PS2. <laughs> that game has always intrigued me. To be honest, I'm not even 100% sure if I have what I need to play it. I, mm -hmm. I do have, like, an old USB Logitech headset that was compatible with PS2. I assume I can use that if it still works. If I can find it, I think I can find it. I think I know where it is. <laughs> uh, I, I bet the foam around the, the headphones has gone away. Well, but, uh, my camera is like way too bright right now. Well, you don't have your, you haven't really set your lights, have you? I no, I turned like, on my lights. Oh, I thought you. Uh, I mean, you don't have them set like, like you don't have like the blue background, the cool blue black background you normally have. That's true. If I, I don't know if I turn that on, if it make it like less bright back there. Let me try it. Let's put this situation in the penalty. So was that only one level that you did? It was one area, yes. So there's, I think there's four of them. Wow. So this is actually kind of big. I mean, someone was saying it's, uh, it's supposed to be like four and a half hours long. See if this helps it out. There we go. There we go. If I brighten up the background a little bit, it makes me less washed out. There we go. Better? That looks better. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have mine on Some misconduct. manual exposure. That's a very green rug back it's, it's It's a, uh, it's uh, like a yoga mat. Ah. So it's like foam. That looks better. I'd love to hear something about the analog pocket suit. Yeah, we haven't heard anything. I can't can't tell you though. I got um. I got uh, an IPS screen in the mail this week. I, I think I mentioned last week that I ordered them. Oh, right, right. I got an IPS screen for the Game Boy. Um, I haven't done anything with it yet, though. I'm planning to go to my parents' house after finishing Analog Frontiers Part 2. And I'm, I'm gonna... I'm gonna send Sandy over there ahead of time. So you can finish uh, it up. So I can, you know, completely focus on finishing it up when I'm like confident it's going to be like less than a week away. And uh, there's an extra Game Boy at my parents' house. That oh, okay. Is not in as good of shape. So I was playing to take the motherboard out of that one mm -hmm. and use that as the basis for 
because I buy, I also got a um, a reproduction shell. I don't really know what to expect in terms of like how good that will be, but I thought I would at least try it. Yeah, I thought I, I, I thought I'd, I thought I'd at least try it, and uh, you know, so that I wouldn't have to cut into a real case. Right. Well, originally, I like years ago, like right after finishing the um, the Game Boy RGB episode, I bought a clear DMG, which I was because I didn't want to mod like my you know original looking gray one. Um, so I got a clear DMG that I wanted to uh, get a backlight mod put in there. And I just never got around to making that happen. And now there's these IPS screens, and I'm pretty sure I would probably be happier with that than a backlight mod. So we'll <laughs> see. I, I hadn't really thought about I mean, you know... Um, So anyway, yeah, I, I, I was going to have my parents bring that over when they come to pick up Sandy. Uh, because I did want to use that in Analog Frontiers. <laughs> I got juggled down the, the pit. So I will be able to include it in that very, very briefly. I love that you can use the hockey stick as a weapon. Yeah, I'd like to do like the IPS. I have a, a green one. It's like a, a green Game Boy. It's like not see-through. It's just uh, normally like one of the ones that they sold, one of the green ones. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, work yeah. very well. If you mess with the tiger, what do you mean it doesn't work very well? I mean, the screen just doesn't look very good. Oh. It's, it's... But it works. It works, yes. Yeah, that'd be a good one to put it in. It's definitely a little bit tougher now. You don't keep your, you don't keep the, the the case, the the secret stash. See, Power Man says he's working on a video about Final Fantasy VII remake, and people who hate the game are extremely annoying. Hopefully, we aren't lumped into that because I think the it. it, it it, I, it depends on your perspective of the game because I think we we were very balanced in our analysis. Of it. Right. You know, I think for the most part we liked it. We did not care for the ending, but for the most part we liked it. Um, but you know, some people you know thought either we were too picky or you know maybe some people you know thought we should have hated it more. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, you know, something that was very interesting to me about the comments on that video, like, there's this Easy Allies podcast about it. Yes. And everyone flings that around. It, like, if you are, like, way into the ending and liked what happened, like, you, you use the Easy Allies podcast as, the, as your Bible. And you, you know, 
tell people w watch this and you will you will understand right <laughs> and it's like i i i understand what the argument is it could potentially go somewhere in the sequels that i will like but as of right now i don't like what happens in this. but maybe i shouldn't be talking about that kind of stuff because you know yeah i mean well we, we shouldn't you know i i i shouldn't uh i shouldn't i shouldn't risk uh getting into spoiler territory here <laughs> i feel like if i get this guy to blow up this thing it's flashing uh, in a way that makes me think that i I don't think I'm pick him up. Oh, okay, there's a machine gun in there. But yeah, there's there, there, there's this prevailing attitude, I think, among a lot of people who, you know, unequivocally, unequivocally love the ending. That, like, Like if you don't agree with the easy allies, you, you just you you just don't get it. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of I I watched some of it, um, but I mean, there's certain aspects. I I think as as time is, oh, oh he has to, it's just his bunker. As time has gone on, I've kind of. You've come around I, a little I, bit, I, like you maybe. I felt easier going on it, maybe. Yeah. But I still don't like love what happened. But I mean, th there's right. there's potential to win me over still. But, but overall, like I mostly enjoy what the game gave us, which was a you know a new look at familiars. You know, uh, you know I. I thought the the visual reimagining of of the events was, for the most part, very very entertaining. Right. And the music, I mean, is you know the, the best thing that that game has given us. I think. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of people say that they were lukewarm on it, and then by playing through the game on hard, it changed their opinion, because then they notice all the like like the subtle nods that happen throughout the game. But like, it still doesn't change the fact if you don't like what happens at the end, yeah. Just because like, they, like, like, just I because they they telegraph it earlier than you realized. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't, I doesn't think there's change. also this 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 attitude that that it's clever, therefore it's good. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, probably too much getting too close to spoiler territory. I saw we got a one dollar from Warren Hokey. Uh, who didn't attach a question to it, but earlier asked, what is Sandy's favorite video game? Um, and uh, I'd say it'd be between Kirby Star Allies, um, uh, Grim Fandango, and the Wii System. <laughs> uh. She went absolutely nuts over Grim Fandango. I, I think a lot of it was the fact that the backgrounds are static. And so when you see 
the characters moving around it. Like it's just, the movement is very clear, I guess, to a dog's eyes because that background isn't moving with it. She also likes the, the idle camera in Final Fantasy XIV, where it just like every few seconds, it like fades between like characters that are standing nearby you and like has different angles. She's very interested in, in those, those views. Uh, but she likes the Wii system menu because it has like, you like flip between the pages and it does this horizontal mov movement that she likes to like chase after. She also likes the pointer. Anytime that she hears the Wii like system menu come on, you know, you've got that kind of little sort of ringing sound that it makes when it comes on, she comes running. She loves oh, come the on. Wii. Okay. I thought I was going to collect it. I killed him and it wouldn't let me duck back into the, 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 the door. And I thought I was going to make me do it again. <laughs> um, but like, there's a, maybe someone in the, in the chat can, can find it. There, there was an old video that I tweeted when she was only like, I don't know, four or five months old. Uh, the day that Kirby Star Allies came out. <laughs> she loved the title screen on that. She loved the title screen. I still got to get that. I, I want to replay it because uh, I, I've heard that it's a lot better after like all the added content. It was surprisingly short. Yeah, I, there's, I'm realizing there's a lot of Switch stuff that I've not, I've not gotten. Like, did you get, uh, did you get like Fire Emblem yet? Uh, yeah, I did. Just because you know, I had the Best Buy Gamers Club, and mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not going to go down in price or nothing. Uh, and I'm still debating whether I want to play Fire Emblem Echoes on 3DS first. Last summer, I played, um, I finally played Fire Emblem Fates, which, uh, which was, was fun, but it had a, had a garbage story, but it was fun. <laughs> um, Parmy also kind of wants to play, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors before I play Three Houses, because I finally, like, a I don't know, maybe three weeks ago, finally finished, like, after probably over a year having started it, I finally finished uh, uh, Dragon Quest Heroes, the first one. Mm -hmm. That kind of put me in a mood for another one of those games. See, not, I, like, I... Not Dragon Quest, though. I started Dragon Quest Eleven finally, like, right as I started this episode, and I wish mm -hmm. that I had waited until uh i had finished this video nah. now well I you know I, I had some pretty long breaks with i know but i i think i can jump well. back in because i'm still like right still at the very very beginning yeah i don't think it it's not a hard game and there's there's like a there's like a, a story summary every time you boot it up to right exactly which is makes me feel like less or more optimistic about it yeah i mean there there were times where like i it was just so busy that I put Dragon Quest Eleven aside for, you know, yeah. a month or longer. But then finally, uh, E's Memory of Salsetta came out this, this week on PS4, and I, I really had the urge to replay that. Ah. I, 
So did you start it? No, I mean, I just checked out the very beginning of it just to see yeah. how it looks. I did too. It's it's not an impressive port. No. I mean, technically, it's better than Vita, but it's... I mean, it's it's much better than Vita. I mean, let's, oh, not, sure. let's, let's not act like it's... <laughs> Yeah, I it mean, is. The, the Vita, but Vita version does not run very good, especially. Really, I mean, it's been it a long time. Since I mean, it just like it runs at like a really low resolution. Uh, on the system. But yeah, it's. I mean, even on PS4 Pro, I don't know if there's a difference. Like it says Pro enhanced, but it doesn't really seem obviously so. Um. But yeah, it. To my, you know, untrained eye, I don't have the the, the, the okay. digital foundry uh, pixel counting formula down, but it looked like the 3D graphics were 1080p, possibly without any anti-aliasing. Like it's it's pretty jagged, but <laughs> not impressive. But eh, you know, it is better than Vita. Uh, I'm I'm getting falling behind on donations here. There was two from Chris. Oh, thank you. Saying, uh, I'm going to play Final Fantasy VII Remake in a year when it comes to PC. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it will. I mean, it's, you know, it's weird how they broadcast, like, console exclusive until, or PlayStation exclusive until, you know, one year from its release. Yeah. Uh, kind of weird. But, yeah, I mean, I'm... Hopefully, if you play it on PC, you won't have as bad of uh, low-resolution texture issues. And I do hope they'll it'll get a nice... I, I could honestly, I could see myself replaying it on PS5 if they make, like, a good enough... Patch. I mean, I, I would I would, re, I would replay it on PS5 if they make it so it's, like, in an all-one version with Part 2. Hmm. I mean, that's what I'm hoping uh, they'll do, is they'll just combine them both into one game, which would be would be pretty cool. Uh, there was a $3 donation from DT Playthroughs. Having a question that is something you're going to have to answer. Okay. I feel relatively confident you'll have an answer for this. Okay. Do you have a favorite music or sports documentary? Uh, my favorite... Uh, music documentary is definitely uh, Pearl Jam 20. Um, I, I, I love it. I've, I've watched it so many times and it, I saw it when it was like, in a, like a limited release in New York. Uh, but it's, it's, it's great for, for fans of the band. Uh, speak of, for sports, not really because I'm not like a really big sports guy. Although I have like am desperately excited to watch uh, Last Dance because that's like the only real er era of basketball that I even care about or was like interested in it but I've heard a lot of good things about it but it's, it's, it's quite the commitment too it's like 10 parts or something uh, like that like 10 parts and they're an hour each I think um uh, Sound City is that? That's the uh, is that the Dave Grohl produced one about the uh, about the music studio. I thought it was pretty good until, I mean, if, if that's the one I'm thinking about, is Sound City is the Dave Grohl one. I thought it was it was pretty good until like the second half of it became about uh, 
Pro, uh, not Pearl Jam, <laughs> about uh, Foo Fighters like making their new album. There. There was also uh, two pounds from uh, from good old Engine UK uh, saying, "How do you guys decide when and what to play?" Well, the win is always nine o'clock Eastern time on Sunday. Uh, but sometimes we decide well ahead of time. Like you, you, you had been meaning to play this since you got that that code yeah i mean that was last week uh so you you like decided like a week ago already that you were going to play this this week um see what what did i play last week oh i played one boy in monster world see that was suggested the previous week uh and i i decided to play it Uh uh-huh uh I decided to play it uh, like early at some point during Sunday. I was like, oh yeah, because I couldn't really decide what to play. Like the previous time I streamed when I streamed um, Final Fantasy Adventure, like I, for some reason, I was having a super hard time deciding that. <laughs> And I was just back and forth about, oh, I'll do this. Maybe I'll do this. No, I'll do this. Uh, nah, nah, nah. And finally, I settled on that. Um, but that, you know, I, I decided that like, maybe like 25 minutes before the stream. <laughs> or less, maybe. Like, it was, it was super last minute. Um, usually, like... When I'm eating lunch on Sunday, I'll just like bring up my backloggery and I'll look through my unfinished games and see, see if you, anything you feel like. See if anything jumps out at me. And if nothing jumps out, then I'll maybe sort of think like, oh, you know, like what's what's maybe an old favorite that I'd like to play instead instead of making backlog. Sometimes I'll do that. And sometimes, sometimes it just won't. Sometimes it's just not coming to me, and I'll figure it out later in the day. <laughs> ah, uh, Bitspam. With two dollars. Thank you. Is asking any idea on when Sega Ages 2500 <laughs> 11 through 15? I guess I should really get around to doing it because it's been right out a year, maybe or yeah. not quite. It was like, was it August? I think it was yeah, yeah. August. It was when we were at. Uh... It was when we were at Long Island, which right. I think was August. Man, that was such a good convention. <laughs> not dead. Um, I remember you were really like down on it though because like i think you were feeling really over the video by the time it was done yeah, and I mean, then it did like it did really it did really poorly i mean it didn't like, do great but i mean it's it doesn't matter i mean to be honest you're 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 really done with every video by the time i'm finished by the time you finish it but you're the wind is put back in your sails like when the views and the comments start coming right exactly, exactly. but then with that one like no one really watched. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't even know how many views it has now. 
We can look to see how many he even has at this point. I mean, I have no idea. I mean, it's it's it is totally fine, but it's it doesn't do. You know, if you Google search Sega Ages twenty five hundred, the first two, and then you go to the videos. The first two videos are your videos. Really? Are you sure that's just not showing up because that's because I'm logged? No, actually, I don't even. I'm logged in as my personal account. I'm not logged in as my life in gaming. I mean, they are connected, so I don't know if it's possible. See, so the first one has 52,000 views. That's not too bad, especially considering how old it is. Yeah. Um, the second one only has 38,000. Yeah. Not great. That's a faster way to... They're better the first time. If we do Mario Paint next weekend. Yeah, you know, something I have wanted to stream for a while is uh, Mario and Wario. I wanted to stream that with the with the Hyperkin mouse. <laughs> Cause that is one of the good Hyperkin products. I mean, you know. And I know they don't have the best reputation, but that one, I mean, I can't say that much about the build quality per se, but I mean, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe it'll barely hold up to significant use, but I mean, you don't have to try very hard to be better than the real SNES mouse. <laughs> I do have the original SNES mouse. Um, I might even have the um, the plastic mouse pad that came with it. I might. I'm pretty sure because I got it. I got it used. I got it Funko. Uh, I. Thing. So I didn't get the box, but I did get the mouse with the game. Mmm, Donkey Kong 94 stream. That would be fun. Uh, the only thing that gives me pause is I'm pretty sure my battery is dead or at the very least it has lost saves before. I, I'm pretty I sure that was one of the ones that replaced Was that one of the ones you replaced? Let me check my backlog read because I, I, I noted every single one that you replaced. Hmm, I wonder if the hockey sticks are hot mm. or effective on it. You replace, for whatever reason, the Donkey Kong Country Game Boy Color <laughs> battery. But I don't have Donkey Kong 94 marked here. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I should be able to tell by opening it up. Is that the? I'm pretty sure that I did because that's one of the ones that. 
didn't you like didn't get caught in your bike or something like that? It, it got, a, a friend was borrowing it, and he was bringing it back to my house on his bike, and he had it in a plastic sack, and he was like holding it and uh, on the handlebars, and then like I guess like the bike wheel hit the bag, and there's like these streaks going across my cartridge. So yeah, it looks bad, but you know, it's mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's mine. It's my original. I'm the original owner of it. You know, I've got that memory with it. So, uh, it looks ugly. I never use it in B-roll, unfortunately. Even though it's one of the best Game Boy games. Uh, I'll, I'll have to open it up and see if the battery's been replaced. Uh. So I would definitely be into streaming that. That's, that's a great. giving me trouble just because it's such a long drawn out fight yeah this this looks like the first time in the game you're like having much trouble we got two dollars from pot belly punch thank you uh saying have you played the outfoxes oh that's the it's not like the smash brothers like before Smash Brothers came out, it's like Smash, like like a big inspiration for Smash. Really? Uh, Vanessa uh, gave another two dollars. Thank you. Saying uh, M Drago says if Corey dies, he dies. Right? I can't hear the voice over here, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, Pop, Pop Belly Punch says it's elevator action returns but versus and has great music. There we go. Bounty collected. Uh, I've never played the Game Boy Faceball 3000 or 2000 or whatever it's called. <laughs> Faceball. The only version of Faceball I've played is the Super Nintendo version. I don't love it, but one of my friends had it back in the day, and we we played it every now. We're going down to the sewers. Gotta have a sewer level. Outfoxies is a 1995 Namco arcade. It looks like it may have only been released in the That's pure skill, baby. Oh wow. What? It just it looks it's got this, it's got this like zooming in and out action. I guess it's kinda like that's kinda like Samurai Showdown, except I think it's a bigger zoom. Um, did That's interesting. I had mentioned this the other day. Did anybody get the free Samurai Showdown uh, collection from the Neo Geo collection on the Epic Game Store that came out on the 11th? Wait, what? 
the Samurai Showdown Neo Geo collection on, is, is available on the uh, Epic Game Store for free. Oh, the, uh, the is that the the digital clips? Yeah. I didn't know it was out. Yeah, it, it's it's free for a limited time on the the on the uh, Epic Game Store. And then is it releasing on? It's gonna be on consoles. consoles. Uh, I think it's like middle of, of next month, middle of July, like July fifteenth or something like that. I um, I saw a, a tweet from Mike Micah. Oh, about the HD scaling. About the HD scaling, which is it's super cool. Awesome. Yeah. Like, it's so cool that that, like, information exists in that way in the game's code that, like, you can take advantage of. Yeah. Like, I wonder if anything similar could be done. I mean, I guess it's kind of not unlike how, you know, sometimes you can have, like, high-res mode 7 on Super Right. But still, like, that's, I never would have thought of that. Like, that's, that's so cool. Feels like Christmas. Uh, but the main reason I bring it up is because uh, there's several interviews out there. And uh, I, I edited those interviews. For that yeah, that was, that was a while ago. That was last year. Yeah, last summer. I did it. So it's kind of neat, like, having my, my, my name in the credits. Like that. So it's just it's it's just kind of neat having been involved. We we didn't we didn't shoot it or anything. I was, I just I just edited the, the footage that I received. So it's not like a like an episode. My life and, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, not, it's not my life in gaming production per se. Yeah, but still. Yeah, it's still neat to be able to have done that. Ooh, I would not mind uh, streaming Grab by the Gaze. Although, did, did you stream it one time? Yeah, I think that was like the second stream we ever did. On on Rare Replay. Yeah. I haven't played it since. <laughs> Shellshock Murdoch. Yeah, I'll agree that Dark Souls... Or not Dark Souls, Demon Souls strikes me as kind of a strange game to be getting a Blue Point remake, like like a you know big like Shadow of the Colossus level remake, like not just an HD you know 4K remaster. Um, it's it's a strange. But the thing that's interesting about Demon Souls that has always kind of fascinated me. Um, you know, I, I, I played it, you know, back before Dark Souls, you know, became a thing. Uh, and I loved it. But I liked Dark Souls more when it came out. But everyone that I was friends with that was also big into Demon Souls prefer, or preferred Demon Souls to Dark Souls. Like, the hardcore fans seem to think Demon's Souls was a 
better designed game. And I was like never like that into the nitty gritty of the mechanics and everything and boss designs and things like that. Uh, I, you know, big time fans of those series. I think I, I love those games. I really love those games. But I, you know, I think there, you know, there are hardcore people that understand them on a different level. And those people seem to prefer Demon Souls. But I was more, I liked the level design in Dark Souls better. That, that large interconnected world I still think is the best 3D Metroid style unified world design that I've, that I've ever seen in 3D. I mean, I just think it's incredible. Um, and that's why I love that game so much. But, or one of the reasons. But like, Demon's, or Demon's Souls just, I don't know, it it is a very strange game to be remade. Uh, I, I don't think it's that weird. I mean, to be getting that treatment, like, I don't, I don't know. It seems strange. I mean, it's just, it's going to do well because there's a lot of people probably interested to see where the, where the series got its start. Yeah, it is, but I mean, I'll, I'll be very interested to see what Blue Point does. <laughs> this guy is hilarious. He's like having these flashbacks. Vanessa says it'd be funnier if the boss was young. Booty! <laughs> Booty! <laughs> Yeah, Dark Souls got a remaster, but not Demon's Souls. Demon's Souls was published by Sony. I mean, well, in Japan anyway. I mean, it was kind of a first, considered a first party game, even though, I mean, it was from software, but I mean, it was, but then like Sony wasn't going to bring it to the US. And Atlas did. I remember there was like, felt like five times that like, Atlas was going to take the servers for Demon Souls offline, and then they kept delaying it, and kept delaying it, and kept delaying it, kept pushing it back. I, I don't even know if they ever went down. They probably did. Oh, and it took even longer to get a Europe release. I mean, it, it, it took a while for here, too, as I recall. I should see if I could spam him with that. He's like, oh, the horrors. Oh, <laughs> the horror. I, you know, I, one of the games that really stood out to me at that Sony event was that that Kina, which is that like sort of cartoonish-looking 
game with like kind of uh, in sort of an Asian looking environment. Mm -hmm. uh, and it had that girl with those like little, little small black furred creatures that looked like they could maybe operate as Pikmin. Like I was way into the look of that game. See, I don't, like, I cannot even remember what that looks like. Uh, I don't remember seeing it. Yeah, like it, like it, sort of the the variety of games they showed off. You know, almost felt like a PS2 throwback where there was like, hey, there's something for everyone here, you know, and it's not all serious, you know, dudes with guns. Uh, Yeah, there was the Stray Cat game. I mean, there wasn't enough. Like, I was into the style of that game for sure. There wasn't enough to really let me know what playing it is like, though, in that trailer. Um, in that other trailer for, like, that Kina game, there was, you know, some some evidence of, uh, you know, gameplay and, you know, what those little furry creatures might do for you. But the weird thing about that one is uh, supposedly it's also coming out on PS4, and it does not look... <laughs> it's too smooth. Like, the character models are too smooth. Those fur creatures have really good shading on them. Some of the... Some of the... Foliage looked really dense. I don't see how it can be a pick, uh, PS4 game without... Stark cutbacks. <laughs> I thought it looked really cool. I also really like the visual style of that little devil inside. Yeah, and you were saying that's the old Kickstarter game. Yeah, yeah, I looked it up and it was like a Kickstarter from like 2015. Someone was just talking about a Kickstarter that I had forgotten about from a long time ago and I was amazed that when I looked it up that it still is being planned. I cannot remember what the name of it was though. Was it uh it was like a zombie, like like Raise the Dead, I think it was. And that was like at the PS4 like indie like in the indie con like like the first E three of PS4. Oh wow. And I did a search for it recently. And I was surprised that it's still like close to happening. It's kind of like I had this one that I, I kickstarted a long time ago called uh, it's like a kind of a PS1 style RPG throwback called like Soul Saga. I think it's still coming, but it's been a long time. Mm. More people need to get on Dreams PS4. Like that's that's a game that like I still don't even have any concept of like is that out? Yeah, oh like yeah. it was in beta for a long time, but like I have no idea if like like a non-beta version came out. Like I, I would like to try it someday. Like not to create anything, but I'd like to experiment with it. But uh, or just see what people have created. But I I don't expect I would get too into it. But who knows? Like I honestly like I thought that that Sackboy game that oh, they yeah, showed yeah. on PS5 like looked a, like a lot of fun. Oh, and, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of hoping that like, oh, maybe it 
won't have <laughs> won't have like a a creative mode in it. Well, it'll like, probably I'm have sure a little the... bit of one, but it's not gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be the focus this time. I don't think it's gonna be like make your own game or levels or anything. Right. Like they'll probably like let you like decorate your pod and yeah. let you customize Sackboy and make maybe make your own stamps and stickers. Or I was recently I was capturing some video from Little Big Planet Planet on the uh, the PSP, and like I. Basically, the second one was is all I ever needed. The the fact that Little Big Planet I mean, got as many games as it did is kind of crazy. Well, I mean, it was really just three console games and then two, two, two like portables. one for each portable. Right, so that's, that's not that, is that true. many. I mean, did, you know, isn't it like Mod Nation Racers that got like? Like, didn't they get like PS3, PSP, and maybe Vita? I can't remember. I, I had, or I guess still have technically a PSP Mod Nation Racers. I, I beat it. I marked it off my backlog because it was like for some reason that like Sony was giving away free games. I think was it like. Was it like an apology for something or like some lawsuit they lost or something and people, wasn't there something like that where they like lost the lawsuit and offered compensation to people with like free game codes? I can't remember exactly. Oh, you just fell down that pit. Yeah. Oh, the PSN hack. That's, oh man, that was so long ago. That was so long ago. <laughs> yeah, I forget what else I got out of that, but like there wasn't much of anything I really wanted. So, Mod Nation Racers, I got that. Wasn't great. <laughs> I don't know how to get him. He's gonna do it himself. There you go. Oh, he does a lot of damage, but... Shoot. blow your face about it you know blow i may have gotten, forget about it i may have gotten little big plant from that as well even though i had it like it's just like well there's nothing else i want so i'll just get a digital copy of it <laughs> which actually turned out to be handy because uh, i was able to install it on the extra ps3 that my parents got for free with their tv and um, sometimes they would keep uh, my cousin's kids, you know, individually uh, for a week during the summer. And so 
my mom was always like, can, can you put something on the PS3 that will play? <laughs> so, they, they really liked Little Big Planet. I don't know, how did that person do so much damage to me? Wait, Engine UK is saying, saying next MLIG stream, it will be the shortest day in the UK. It doesn't make any sense, because isn't, isn't, uh... Like, June 21st would be. June, June, June I, I thought I, June 21st is the longest day, I thought. Isn't June 20, I thought it was June 22nd. But regardless, one of those days around then is the longest day. Did you mean to say longest day? Because I can't imagine <laughs> it would be different in another place on the northern hemisphere. Let's see if I can do this. I thought it was the 22nd day for some reason. Yeah, and some of the hemisphere should be the shortest. <laughs> Well, Craig Wan says uh, wants to, wants you to know that he finally played X Men versus Street Fire on the Saturn, and wow, it's so much better than the PS One version. I can see why that port has its fans. Oh yeah. Does this game have co-op? It does. I'm sure this will get a physical release. Yeah, it seems like something that they would get a physical release. I mean, it's definitely... Yeah, it's, it's, it's gotta be a shooter. So I'll, I'll, I'll probably get this one when that happens. Uh, we did play Streets of Rage 4. Yeah, co-opted it on the stream and it was great this, I, I love doing this with the with the Molotov cocktail throwing it just at the area right of the door as they all come in oh Warren Hokey uh, uh, knows uh, exactly who he wants to get his Zelda opinions from Thoughts on Spirit Tracks? Only mainline Zelda you've never played. Um, I haven't. I haven't played either one of the DS ones. I have well, both, but I've not played them. Let, let me ask you: What did you think of Phantom Hourglass? Um, because I have similar feelings on both Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks, and that I actually personally thought the controls were great. I I I thought they made a very interesting touchscreen based action system with those games. I liked the game engine. I liked 
the the controls and the way that you used items and stuff. I thought it was very clever. I thought they did a good job with that. I just didn't really care that much for the game that they built around that solid foundation for in either case. Um, I would rank both pretty low on my favorite Zeldas. Um, Spirit Tracks, I remember thinking that the actual train riding stuff was just so annoying uh, and not fun. Like, I love sailing and Wind Waker, but I just not think the train part I, I forget exactly the reasons why but i remember i i had some beefs with, with how the train was implemented in spirit tracks um in fact i mean i remember specifically thinking that until like i mean maybe i shouldn't say this because i know there are some hardcore oracle of ages and minish cap and I'm sure, like, a lot of people were probably, like, the exact right age for Minish Cap. You know, GBA was their main system when they were young. And Minish Cap was their Zelda game. They grew up on it. Like, I respect that. I don't have anything against Minish Cap. It was just not very memorable for, for me. I just, I remember thinking it was fine. But I've only played it once and don't remember much about it. Um, uh... But, and uh, likewise with Oracle of Seasons and Ages, like, I liked them well enough, but they were near as much as Link's Awakening. And I felt like until A Link Between Worlds, there had never been a truly great handheld Zelda after Link's Awakening. Until A Link Between Worlds, which is incredible. We do not have a Polymega. I don't, does, I mean, is there even a, even a release date for that? Uh, I don't know if it has a, a set release date yet. Ooh, Chris is off to play Aquascape. Uh, sounds I, like the best idea I've heard all night. <laughs> Oh yeah, the the central dungeon in Phantom Hourglass did. I think Spirit Tracks had a similar hook, if I remember. Yeah. You know what blows my mind? I I, I need to double check my facts on this, so so don't don't take what I'm saying to be fact. But if I recall, the guy who directed Phantom Hourglass and or possibly Spirit Tracks was also the director of um, uh, Skyward Sword. And he had this big obsession with, you know, 
making sure that like the player at all times knows exactly how to play the game. <laughs> you know, that was why like you got like the rupee message, like literally every time you got one out of a treasure chest. Right, right. All the like, the, he was just like, just so careful to make sure that you at no point were confused as to what to do. Like just completely assumed that you have zero capability of remembering anything. Um, and like EGA Onuma admitted like, you know, maybe we with Zelda, we've like, you know, maybe held your hand a little too much. And, you know, I, I realized right, like, right. some, and of then... this, some of this stuff might not be all that fun. And that's when with Link Between Worlds, like they introduced like sort of the non-linear dungeon system where you rent the items out, you know, so you can do the dungeons in whatever order. That was kind of a first step. And then obviously with Breath of the Wild, I mean, that's just a wide open game. <laughs> Blows my mind. Same guy directed was the director on Breath of the Wild. That was director on Skyward Sword and at least one of the DS games. So like, obviously, he and Anuma gave him a talking to, and <laughs> somehow like his gave him a talking to. His directoral intuitions were not completely at odds, I guess, with the kind of beautiful, wonderful game that Breath of the Wild turned out to be. Yeah, because I never would have imagined the same guy that was director of those games would even have it in it to do Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Because what, what... What what a completely different kind of game. Like I'm seeing uh, Lord X Mugen in the chat saying, no wonder I hate Breath of the Wild. But <laughs> regardless, like, they are... Regardless of what how you feel about the game... They are radically different games in every conceivable way. Yes. From those hand-holding Zelda games. So, uh, it just blows my mind that Aonuma didn't pick a different director. And it turned out so good. Or at least, so radically different. I actually booted up Breath of the Wild earlier today for the first time. In oh, yeah. Time. I mean, I was thinking about, like, it recently, just, like, how much I liked it. You know, you know what I booted up today that I realized, like, oh, man, makes me want to play through the other games in the series that I've not played is uh, capturing some footage from, from Breath, Breath of Fire 4. Mmm, I've never played through. I mean, I, I have yet to finish any Breath of Fire game, but the, the visual style of 4 is awesome. Right, it made me really want to sit down and play it. I mean, it's just like I wish that it, I could just start playing it when the when the, the when the mood strikes me and I could just continue on. <laughs> but I think that I I take too many. I feel committed. Like once I've started another game, I've got I'm committed to finishing that one first. And then by the time I finish that, I might not be in the mood anymore. But 
for Breath of the Wild. Oh, I see. Lord X Mugen's beef with Breath of the Wild is is hating the characters. The game went so far out of its way to make Link have friends and stuff, and you just don't care. I agree that I did not really care about, like, the story of Breath of the Wild at all, but, like, the 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 gameplay is and world design is just so so phenomenal in terms of what i'm looking for in an open world game which open world games are not something it's something that both of us kind of are lukewarm about like the 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 typical op- formula for an open world game that's like, you know, every Ubisoft game and stuff like that. Like, we've played a bunch of those games and we're just kind of burnt out on it. I, I, burnt out on what? Open world? Unlike, you know, the, the Ubisoft style open right, world. Right, where it's just like um, a billion icons. I mean, I yeah. like, we like Zelda so much because they they essentially just throw you into it and let you figure out what you, you want to, like, what you want to figure out. And I think one of the reasons we like it so much, I mean, we go into this about in the video, it's just because of the circumstances surrounding it. And I think that's one of the reasons it probably struck a lot of people early on because you're going in not knowing anything. And Nintendo is like very closed lips about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, story is not something that I, you know, it's for Zelda, you know, it's, it's icing on top, but you know, story is not not the most important part of a Zelda game to me. You know, yeah. Craig one was wondering earlier. I was asking if do I do I think I would like this better if it didn't have so much spoken dialogue. I don't think I don't feel like the spoken dialogue is like super necessary for sure. Um, it would it would be nice yeah. if they had like an arcade mode that didn't have any of that stuff in it. In what? In this? In this? Oh, I thought I thought you were enjoying the dialogue. I mean, I I'm. Talking about like cutscenes and stuff. Oh, I, didn't like, I, I, I don't mind like during the the actual fights and stuff. I think that's pretty funny during the fights. But I mean, I didn't need this like big cutscene of him talking about you know talking to like this big crowd of people. It, it could have said as it could have said the exact same thing, just like showing him talking to them. And now I have to have all of his dialogue. But maybe it'll play in. I don't know. Yeah, I booted up Breath of the Wild because uh, I wanted to use it as an example of how, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, cartridges are back, baby. But they really aren't. Game cards are not at all the same kind of technology as classic game game cartridges uh, because those are like expansions to the system's memory and you know it, it can directly and instantly address them as part of the system memory whereas game cards are really like cds in just a different form pack, you know it loads the data it's it's a completely different technology so it's it's inaccurate to say that cartridges are back. And I was I was capturing from it because you know it's weird to think. I mean, of course we'd seen it with like 3DS and uh, 
Vita and stuff, you know, the load times on on those game cards. But I think on a home console, it really drove it home that like it's kind of a different thing because it was having to load so much more data than a 3DS game. So those load times can be, you know, fairly long sometimes. So that was an example I wanted to show about what's different about the technologies because this video kind of gets into, you know, cartridges, CDs, you know, um, and the, uh, you know, preserving both as well as preserving, you know, the, the system's functionality to continue to read its media. <laughs> uh, so there was a donation from Jet Set Baroni. Five dollars. <laughs> Thank you. Um, saying, just found you guys. Love it. Sega Saturn image quality question. Quality SCART cable or HD retrovision component cable? Which is better? Uh, the better one is whichever uh, works most conveniently with your setup yes uh, and if both are equally easy then you know uh the the in, in terms of like clarity they'll be identical completely identical um are the um are the saturn adapters still readily available for that uh, <laughs> i have no idea honestly um Ah, shoot, you know, today is Sunday, uh, and I meant to, I, I wanted to order from Retro Access, I, I completely forgot to do this, I wanted to order a, uh, they make a, uh, like a male to female Genesis 2 adapter, so it's a flexible oh. cable, you can like run it a little more easily, and I need one for my neo geo right i do too uh, because yeah though i don't like the way like because i've got the the stiff cable right uh the you know the, the coaxial cable mm -hmm. and it does it does not go into my neo geo very well so i wanted to get that adapter so i could run it better and i, I was going to order it last week and i end up sleeping in and it was closed. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not open now. But um, but anyway, I say that to say, uh, if you want to get a RGB cable, look for Retro Access to be open on uh, on Sundays, early on Sundays, because I don't think last week I think they were only open like an hour. I guess. 10 o'clock on Sundays, I think, is when they take their orders for the week. So, yeah. So, I mean, certainly a Saturn cable would be readily available if you can get in on the window. There. Uh, but I'm not sure if HG Retrovision still makes... I'm sure some people in the chat have said whether they still make the Saturn adapter or not. Uh, I saw a question in the chat. What component switcher are we using these days? Both of us are using G-Cops. Yeah, I recently was looking... G-Retro stuff. I was looking at my 
the impact switcher. I was like, do I have a use for it right now? I mean, I was just thinking of, if any way I could like work it into something if mm. I needed to. I can't find, think of anything. If, well, I, I'm I'm using it right now to um, run. Uh, I mean, I'm not using it for its dual output functionality. I'm just using it uh, to output to that Toshiba CRT. Because, like, the visual fidelity doesn't matter that much on it. Like, you would never know on that screen that it was minimally darkened and minimally less sharp. Like, I don't even think this screen is high enough quality to tell that difference, you know? Right. Um, and I'm, I'm running a line from, it goes from my old G-Comp, which is the 4N uh, one out that which goes to the Extron, which then jumps between a, a couple of PVMs and then ultimately goes to the impact switcher and then goes to the Toshiba. And then um, the second input on that impact switcher is connected to the, uh, the Mike cheese uh, component or RGB to component which I'm using ultimately to get the analog DAC on that TV. So that way I have, you know, I've got some different options of what I can display on that TV. Oh, we got $2. From <laughs> I just have to say it really, really <laughs> Oh gosh, oh gosh. <laughs> I'm just so, so sad about it. <laughs> it sucks, you know? Yeah, it's real depressing. It's, it's just like... It's sometimes like I think Ben Brody just like... Doesn't even, doesn't even think about how I feel. This unholy goalie has to be like the last boss of this. Era, oh yeah, right? he is. Like, cause he's giving you some, some troubles. He's not giving me. I mean, he is, but he's like not that hard. I mean, his pattern seems to be pretty. You know, it's just. It's just... Uh, yeah, the, the Live Gamer 4K is still uh, really good. I mean, there are some some caveats. Um, it's still really good with the OSSC, but I would... Getting... The, the one thing with its OSSC support, which is... I, I don't recall... I haven't used it with OSSC in a bit because I've, I've really rearranged how I do things. Um... But I, I didn't really have any trouble with it accepting OSSC, anything with it, regarding it. But um, in its native software, the aspect ratio won't be correct. There are ways to work around that, though, but I, I usually didn't do it. And I just corrected the aspect ratio in editing. Like it stretched it out and I would just correct it in editing. Mm -hmm. um, but another way you could do that is using OBS. You could just set, you you could make a OBS frame. Like let's say you were using 4X. I'm gonna run to the bathroom the, real quick. 
Let's say you're using 4X on the OSSC uh, and you made a frame that was uh, 1200 by 960. And then you just resized the input to be that size. That's actually what I do uh, upstairs now, but with a different capture card, I do it with a Magewell capture card, um, which does do 4K, but it doesn't do HDR. Um, uh, and I capture with that Magewell OBS with a 1280 by 960 frame. And I just size it. I, I size it so that it's the correct aspect ratio. Um, because, it, for example, the card reads uh, 480p stuff as being a little wider than it should be. Like to most people's eyes, it would probably look fine, but like technically it's a little wider than a CRT. So those I actually squish in a little. So OBS gives you a ton of flexibility. The only other thing I would say, well, the only other, the only two things I would say about the, the Avermia Live Gamer 4K, um, some, I mean, the HDR uh, tone mapping is like, it's not perfect. Like I noticed a lot in a lot of my Final Fantasy VII remake footage, um, like it looked, Maybe a, so, so, especially some of the brighter stuff looked a little overblown, like compared to what I was seeing on my TV with the proper HDR implementation. But maybe looked a little, little overcompensated for in some ways. Um, it's not perfect, but it's still good. I mean, I don't know if anything does better than that for HDR tone mapping. Uh, and the only other thing I would say, which is like something that you would probably literally never notice. <laughs> um, I, and I didn't notice this until the Mega SG video. And I was looking at this and I was actually like reporting it as a bug to analog, <laughs> uh, which turned out to not be the case. Um, it has something to do with like the sub sampling of like colors. I think how it does it, you know, so that it's not using like full four, four, four RGB color bandwidth. And by the time the video is encoded, it's not like four, four, four anyway, it doesn't even matter. And for usual game content, you'll never see a difference. Even with the OSSC, you won't see a difference unless possibly you're using optimized OSSC settings that would have those hard edges, which I personally don't use. Feels a little inauthentic and fiddly to me. Um, so you won't see it there, but if you, if you're using say the Mega SG or something else that is outputting if you turn interpolation off on the Mega SG, I'm getting really in the weeds here, but if you turn interpolation off on the Mega SG, sometimes you might see a weird color edge, uh, depending on what colors are bumping up against each other. And it has to do with how it's doing subspace sampling. But if you turn interpolation on on the Mega SG, it looks fine. But you're never going to notice that because you're not making... <laughs> 
It's <laughs> fine. Not, you're not making videos about uh, uh, comparing all this stuff like we are, I assume. You would literally never notice. So all that to say, I, I mean, I, I haven't really paid attention if like any other worthy uh, alternatives have come around but uh, I'm still really happy with it for how I use it but I capture most retro stuff with my Magewell card uh, nowadays but um, HD stuff 4K stuff I'm still completely capturing with the Avermedia so. so this this lady is definitely going to be the last boss, right? Oh, she's, she's got to be. Is she is, Does she appear to be on your side? Yes. Okay, I'm not really paying attention to what she's saying. But she looks like the old lady version of, like, Mr. X. Right. I mean, she's just using the bounty hunter to hunt down and kill these other, other competing gangs, probably. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, never trust someone who, you know... Doesn't show has their like face. A, has like yeah, doesn't show her face as a marble desktop and a fish gigantic fish tank behind them. Yeah. Like, come on. Let's see if I can get to this third world. I can wrap it up and maybe when I finish the episode that I'm doing, I'll, I'll stream the rest. Oh no! What? Chris accidentally overwrote his ape escape save with a save at the beginning of the game. The oh jeez, the um, the uh, the save menu interface in that game is is actually kind of bad. Like, it's really confusing. I forget exactly how it goes, but like you press like not the button you would expect. Like if you go into like continue game and then you hit X, I think you actually back back out to the title screen. So you like have to go into the load, uh, the load screen by pressing another button. And it's just, it's, it's really, it's really backwards. It's really backwards. I could see how you could possibly make a mistake. Once you know what you're doing, though, you could get back to that point pretty quickly. I still need to catch all the monkeys in Ape Escape too. Uh, so you I, completed the first one. I didn't 100% complete it, but I still wanted to catch all the monkeys. Uh, my file doesn't say 100% because I didn't do the time trials. I just didn't feel like it. But I still won. The main reason I wanted to catch all the monkeys was because the, the bad guy gets away. Who's next? Oh, so you think that the catching them all is going to... It has it has a bad end? Ape Escape 1? Wait, the bad guy, you said the... the like, yeah. you, don't, you don't even get to fight them. Oh, do you fight him in the second one? No, no, you, well, you, in the, if you just beat the game, like you, uh, like he, he gets away. Oh, okay. And you have to collect all the monkeys and then 
there's a last level where all that level is is just a fight for the bad guy. I see. It just kind of, it just kind of felt like, you know, I should just do it. And it didn't take that long to collect all the money. Really, it was fun. Um, second game actually has a pretty intense. Uh, it's the same bad guy in the second game. You know, he he gets loose again. Um, but just being the game normally, you actually have a pretty pretty intense boss fight with him. So that's a satisfying ending. But I still kind of feel like gain all the monkeys. I don't know if I'm going... I, I'm sure there is something extra. If you, I think there is supposed to be something extra if you catch all the monkeys. Uh, but I, I'm not sure exactly what. Um, but that said, I, I still want to do it anyway. But I again, I doubt it's going to be 100% complete. But I still want to do it. Like, I'm pretty close to doing it. I only got, like, maybe five more levels to get all the monkeys in. So, it's not that bad. Uh, we got five from Craig Watt. Thank you, sir. Uh, saying, you. what are your thoughts on arcade racing games like Initial D Arcade Stage and Wangan Midnight Maximum Tune? They use magnetic cards for player days. Oh, I think that stuff is super cool. I mean, we when we were in Chicago a couple of years ago, we saw like an F-Zero God, AX machine that would have been super cool to to do it with. I mean, that's GameCube, so it's not like, tech, like technically it's not the same kind of thing. Yeah, but it's the same concept. I think that is super, super awesome. I mean, I've never, I've never really had ready access to arcades that use that kind of technology, so I've never been able to take advantage of it, but I mean, it's awesome idea yeah you know i I've, I've heard people say that like you know they want to keep like a, their gamecube memory card in their wallet you know <laughs> just in the off chance that one day they finally come across that, that yeah zero ax machine you know what's what's interesting i was talking to to matt lisi you know insurrection industries he said that it um uh, Portland Retro Gaming Expo. There was a um, there was a there was an F Zero AX arcade cabinet, and people were all wanting to you know put put the data on their GameCube memory card, and it didn't work. And and it didn't work. And I mean, I don't know if anyone ever, as far as he saw, no one ever figured it out. And we were talking, and we kind of wondered if. If it even works with the U.S., if it's, if it's it may not work with the U.S. because GameCube memory cards they're, are they're weird, and that they're region free. But once you formatted it for a region's uh, games, you can't like you can't like share a uh, North American. You can't share North American saves with Japanese saves on the same memory card. Unfortunately. Oh, there is um, a. I guess there was a donation from Sean Quinn that you missed. Oh, you are right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, there we go. Oh, <laughs> I did miss. Uh, 499 from Sean Quinn. Tell us about Corey. He wouldn't want us to know now that he's uh. gone. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll think of something anyway. Hmm, let's see. 
He's like a, like a joust guy. That's kind of fun. What would you not want us to know? Hmm, hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like Corey doesn't have like a lot of secrets. I mean, Corey probably doesn't want you to know that he, that he hoped to have. He probably wishes you didn't know that he had previously said that the video would be out. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes he could take that back. I'm sure Corey has a lot of things that he wishes he could take back, but you already know them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I'll have to think about it. Is there anything that I would like to share that <laughs> if, if it makes sense to share something? I'll, I'll, I'll pick up the slack and, and think of something. I'll think of something for you. I know that uh, you, you don't like applesauce. Yeah. I think I may have talked about that, though, before. Because I got sick on it. I really don't like olives. I mean, that's, that's a pretty common food to not like. Yeah. I don't hate olives, but I prefer to not have them. <laughs> I don't if like they're mushrooms. On... Huh? I don't like mushrooms. Oh, I love mushrooms. Uh... Corey oh. thinks ketchup was just tomato candy. <laughs> that kind of makes me not like ketchup, thinking <laughs> tomato, about tomato candy. candy. Sounds a little gross. There's something... I don't know. Like I can't think of anything off the top of my head that like I wouldn't I'd feel like... I guess I'd feel comfortable, like, just, like, saying, uh, um, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I mean, you, 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 you probably wouldn't, wouldn't want to share too many details of your, uh, your, your, your experience following uh, eating that, uh, that that Carolina Reaper beef jerky. That's true. The next day. I mean, I, I probably shared my experience. We I'm did. We did get some more. Sean did send us some extra, extra hot stuff that will. Oh yeah, that future. that stuff. I'm 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 not I'm not looking as well. I don't they're, know. What they're very small. To, they're small, but in terms of. enjoyment I, I i have low expectations because i don't i don't like spicy candy very much like i don't even like like cinnamon candy at all really like i like cinnamon on like baked goods like bread and pies 
but not in candy. And I don't know if this is like cinnamon based, but I always think of like, that's what I always think of like spicy candy is cinnamon. I mean, there's like spicy chocolate, which like I've had before. And it's like, at first it's like, eh, it's not bad. But then it's like, but it's not good either. But I, I like doing I like doing yard work. <laughs> oh yeah, that's an unpopular thing, probably. Oh, can I take it in any order I want? Oh, there's like a sub world map to this level. Well, each each level has sub worlds. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's not all one big long level. It's like an area, and he hits each. I thought there was just four areas, though. There's four areas, but in within each one, they have okay. four or five more. I guess I hadn't caught on to that. I'm going to do a little platforming here. Good job, <laughs> Belly Punch is asking, what about pickle juice from the pickle jar? That stuff oh, is delicious. I... That is living. Can only take a little sip at a time, but man. I I could maybe see the appeal of that. I, you know, something I've been really into lately. Um, to be honest, I'm, I, I feel like I, I, my pronunciation of this is wrong. But I, I've always called them pepperonichis. Oh, oh okay. Uh, pepperoncini. Yeah. I, I love them. Oh, my gosh. I love them. I like to eat them by themselves. Yeah, yeah, I, I've got, I've got why a jar I like of them. The, why I don't have a hard time with the peppers. Uh, I, I've, I've got a jar of them in the, uh, in, in the fridge right now. Like I, like the past couple of months, like every time I've gotten groceries, like I've gotten a jar of those. Like I've yeah. never, I've never, I've never like, like I've always enjoyed them. Like you know, you get like one at a restaurant. Yeah. Right, right. Like usually with your like Greek salad or something. Yeah, one. yeah. There usually be like one or two in like a some salads or something. Yeah, and I love them. But like, I never really thought to just get them by themselves. Uh, get them by them. Yeah, I just never thought like why why can't I just have them anytime? <laughs> yeah, I that's I get that from, like, from my brother. I, my brother introduced me to him like a long time ago, like when we were kids. Uh -huh. I I really like them. Just by themselves, yeah, I, sure. and so I like I've like like sometimes like just in the middle of the day like I just get a craving for it now that I've yeah. got like easy access to it. I'm just like, oh, do you get I that like do you get that thing where you like think about them though and you can like feel almost like the heat in your mouth like your saliva will mm, manifest in a way that it was like as if it was trying to. <laughs> cool down your mouth if you just think about them. Like, I mean, I, I definitely get that a lot. See, I never would have thought you would be into those. You said you didn't like spicy food. I mean, they aren't like the spiciest things ever, but they, they have a good kick to them. Yeah. Um, I am definitely a fan. Yeah. Like, I, I'm just like constantly craving them now. And I'll just like, I'll just like put three on my plate when I'm eating this. They're, they're so good. These guys are so funny when you shoot them with this. They'll like, they go out of control and crash. If you, uh, <laughs> if you ever, um, 
I, I've never seen uh, pepperonichis or whatever you call them. I've never seen them sliced up into like little like rings. Yeah. Oh, you get. I get those. I mean, technically, with those, are those the same thing as getting them on pizza? As like banana peppers? Are they the same kind? No, I, I think banana peppers are something different. But they're very similar tasting. They're similar, but I, I think they're different. But I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, but um, last summer. my uh, my mom got into buying them that way and she uh was like you know whenever i went over there she'd make you know sandwiches with it on it was wow. so good it, it tasted different than banana pepper because I, I like banana peppers on you know you know subway or whatever i like banana peppers on a sandwich it, it tasted different to me but i guess it, i mean if it is the same thing it could have been psychological too but it was so good but yeah like especially if you get one of those peppers that like you know some of them are kind of flattened and don't really have any juice in but some of them are like filled with juice oh yeah <laughs> and like and like you just like if you just like bite the whole thing off at once then it just like it really gets you for a moment but yeah so i mean good. just thinking about that makes my like i makes my mouth react as if it was eating something hot mm. Mm. i i could go get one right now <laughs> well plate that i was eating that chicken on earlier i think i think i'm gonna get one So like these are kind of these are kind of smaller ones right now. They don't look overly juicy. Um, but um, you know I've been doing. Uh, I, I I've been getting into doing grocery pickup at Walmart. At Walmart. Well, it was my, my you know with the whole pandemic and everything. My mom got into it, and she liked how Walmart handled it better than any of the other grocery stores. Um, 
like food line you couldn't you couldn't even reserve a time she said hair cedar was okay but walmart was by far the best and also walmart um um she said that and it's true uh they will if you say like a certain item you will accept substitutions if for example for example when you made the order they had it available you know maybe you, you know, place order a couple of days ahead of time of your pickup um and then like they don't have it you can say you accept substitutions and if they will never charge you more like so you could ask for like a generic brand and then they'll give you like a brand for the same price as the generic or for example one time i ordered a smaller jar of pepperonichis and they substituted it for a gigantic jar and charged me the same price as a small one that's great I saw. You can run, but you'll just die mm. <laughs> it was a donation mm. from Chris that we missed. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> I saw there was uh, two dollars from Chris, and he was asking, "What is our favorite hot pocket?" Oh, ham and cheese. I I I, I love like the combination of ham and cheese. I love I. I like ham and cheese omelets. Although it's been a long time since I've had a Hot Pocket. Yeah, you know, I got one a few months ago. You know, I think I ate so many of them in college and like early in my post-college life that I just like got so sick of them. <laughs> um... I used to love them though. I would say my favorite is, um, it's like, I forget exactly what it's called, but it's like chicken and jalapeno or chicken cheddar and jalapeno or something like that. That's my favorite. Um, there was, um, I usually get the lean pockets. Um, I don't think they're that much worse than regular hot pockets. Hey, well, they're supposed to make you feel better about it. <laughs> they're supposed to make you feel better about it. Oh, there you go. That's good enough, I guess. Um, but uh, one time, this was back in college. Oh yeah, there is a pretzel crust version of the chicken jalapeno, or maybe maybe it always comes that way. I forget, but yeah, the pretzel crust is pretty good. Um, um, in college though, I uh, one time accidentally bought like some weird I forget it was like multi-grain or 
Like, it was supposed to be some, like, super, super healthy version of the lean pocket or whatever. I don't, I, it was just a mistake. I, I didn't know what it, what it was. And whatever. You don't have time for that. You don't have time for, for the, for the well, healthy, healthy version of it. <laughs> well, this, this is like the, the healthy version, the healthier version of the lean pocket. Oh. You know, so I intentionally was getting the lean pocket, but like it was, it was some weird red. And I forget what it was. But it was so disgusting. The like, I couldn't eat a hot pocket for a while at all, even like, or a lean pocket, with even one that didn't have that horrible bread. <laughs> like. I couldn't eat one for a long time because, like, it just brought back the taste of that bread, and it, it was nasty. I, I can't remember what it was, but it was kind of like grainy and browner looking. I don't remember what it was, but it was bad. Saw so there was a question from uh, Scoot Diggity asking if you found any of the hidden '80s references in the game yet, like Snake Plissken, Blade Runner, or Kaneda from. Yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of the posters and stuff. I didn't see a snake twisting. <laughs> Get hit with that missile. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've seen... But I haven't seen snake. I saw... Uh, I, I did very much recognize the poster for the thing, though. Yeah. Uh, I see that... Uh, someone was just asking... If we're, if we're fans of Brave Fencer Musashi. That's another one that I really need to play through. I played through most of it a long time ago, but I don't remember anything about it. I remember getting that, like, right before, like, it was, like, within the week that I took my... Uh, that I, that I got my driver's permit. Wait, what? Like, when I got my driving permit. Uh-huh. was like when I... It was like that same week that I got Brave Fencer Massage. Oh, wow. Like, it was, it was used. I mean, it had been out. I, I wonder what I got, because I got my, my driver's permit like the day that I was able to, you know, the day I turned 16, so it was, yeah. I, the, I, so that would be like the day after, would have been the day after Christmas. Of, gosh, 1995 maybe? That would make sense, right? 95, I think, yeah. Sean Quinn was saying that he he ate a few months ago. He was eating some cheese curds in the dark, and something felt off. And he turned the light on, saw they were blue with mold. Uh, he said, and, uh, Ooh, look at Garden was, was asking if uh, he got food poisoning, and he said he said no, but he felt awful that night and the next day. I think it was psychological. That's, I think, what happened to me uh, 
last time I threw up, which was... It was like... <laughs> I think I talked about this not that long ago. It was, uh, it was, it was like two days before Dark Souls 2 came out. And I had tuna and mac and cheese. <laughs> and like, it's been a long time since I've had tuna, and I was not a fan, but I was talking to trying it. And I, I like, do like, think... like, like tuna, like tuna salad type deal, or what? It was like tuna in mac and cheese. Apparently, it's a thing. Oh, okay. And I hate tuna. Really? Uh, oh man. Well, I mean, I never, I never like the, loved the it. But it's been so long since I had it. But you don't, you don't like, really like fish in general, right? I mean, I like I like like fish and chips. Oh yeah, like fried fish is fine. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Eat I was gonna it. say like tuna's like tuna's the uh, the chicken of the sea. Tuna. Man. <laughs> you can you. I've made this argument on the stream before. You can. You can scoop tuna with an ice cream scoop and put it on a sandwich. That's literally what. Because there's so much, man and that's like if there's so much mayonnaise in it. You should not be able to. I mean, I guess you could do it with ground beef too, but still, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Um, but yeah, I, I I I threw up like crazy that night. Sounds like you got food poisoning. Well, it might, I think it was psychological because, so here's the thing. It was cooked in this pot. It like, I don't think it'd been used in a really long time. And <laughs> like the non-stick coating on it was like kind of cracked. So you think of that's, that's and we noticed like oh there's like a little shiny dot <laughs> in the macaroni and tuna and like we realized that's what it was but we just you know paid attention and ate around it but like i like couldn't get that out of my head like ooh, like is it bad if i ate that any of that like, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I think that's the main reason I actually threw that. Oh. Like, that's why I say I think it was psychological. Adios. Well, I guess it's no more ridiculous than applesauce. <laughs> but still, like, that, that's, that's it for me and Tuna. We're done. No more chances. No more chances. You know, when I was, you know, a kid or a teenager, you know, I would every once in a while eat a tuna sandwich. I was just like made. running for it, trying to get to the checkpoint. But no more. I mean, I've eaten like grilled fish that was pretty good. Actually, a few nights ago, got got Captain D's for the first time in forever. Captain D's. Yeah, because they Captain sent they sent some. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to not think that. 
and uh, I, I hadn't had it in years, and uh, it, it was good. I, I got it because I got some coupons in the mail. That's the same thing good. as like Long John Silver's Captain D's. Yeah, so it's it, it's it's basically the exact same. Thing. Oh. I had I mean. Long I John mean I mean, it's been longer since I've been to Long John Silver's, so maybe I'm overestimating how the same they are, but um, uh, but it, you know, it's, 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 it's basically the same thing. Yeah. So I got, I got, I got a fish and shrimp dinner. It was quite good. It was quite good. That's the kind of fish that I like. Now, I see for the love of the game, donated two dollars. Saying, "You talking about that wheat?" <laughs> They're talking about that PS triple. <laughs> if anyone watched uh, Digital Foundry's uh, PS Five uh, yeah. video, they had this like periodic Chad cam appear in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about that, get, uh, that little, get little the controller. live reactions from, uh, from Chad himself on the on the yeah uh, on the was it was was is it quin quintuple is that, is that yeah five? yeah the, the, that, the, talking about that PS quintuple yeah you talking about that PS quintuple Sandy <laughs> Sandy want a PS quintuple. I feel like we need to start the the Wii RGB video with like, you know, like play it very straight and like, you know, sort of, you know, do our cold open build up. Yeah. And then, and then when whichever one of us does the cold open, like appears on camera. You go, that's right. I'm talking about that Wii. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about just, that Wii. Just, just say it completely straight. <laughs> you know, it's it's always really funny because I talk about. I was telling John about this yesterday. Like, I, like yeah. Well, you, I was saying I kind of have a little connection to that song, and that the song that plays in it is the uh, song uh, "We Fly High" by by Jim Jones. And, oh, that uh, remix version he he tweeted. Oh no no no! I mean, this is so years ago. I worked on a show. Uh, for for MTV2 called Hip Hop's Toughest Rhymes, and uh, one and I do transcribe the lyrics to various songs for like an entire season of that show, and oh wow, that was that was one of the songs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Give me blows uh, donated uh, one ninety nine, saying I need to click that bell so I'm not always late. Oh, does does the bell make people come when they're uh, during streams too. Well, I mean, people get notifi- must get notifications for streams because they show up. I've ass- I've always assumed people get notifications for streams. Oh. Oh, email and push notifications. Huh. 
shows you how much I know about that Wii. <laughs> how about YouTube? Talk about that YouTube? Overseer. He's like, he goes, move it, you worms. Now we we need to we need to get that get that ring the notification bell spiel down as well as uh, Richard Ledbetter's got it. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he's a master at that. Yeah. I mean, I'm kidding. We're not going to put that in our No. But he's very good at it. <laughs> he is consistent. Yes. <laughs> you do as I say. This is... There are a lot of wheels on the backside of that car. I know. It's a chariot. I'm trying to figure out how this works. Well, I mean, I think we could have some fun Emlig shirts sometime. I mean, if you just want a basic Emlig shirt, you, I think you could order one. Yeah, I mean, I would page. love to do actual shirts that are like more designed. Meaningful. Yeah. Yeah, someday we'd like to do that for sure. We need to we need to get those extra M2 Blu-rays actually like packaged up. I like know. we were all ready to do it, but then like we would have done it by now, but I think like the pandemic put the logistics of it into question. Yeah. This makes it we more challenging. To, we need to re-inquire, I think, yes. about uh, agreed, agreed. Is, are people still? I wonder how many people are still even interested in them at this point. Oh, I'm sure they are. The same people that wanted to buy one. It's just, you know, it's it's a shame because it's like going to have been a year since you could have got it from the collector's edition. I know, but it's okay. We're definitely going to prioritize a Blu-ray set of Analog Frontiers when, when it's out. I forget how many, I think we've, we have like two or 300 discs. They just need to be packaged. I gotta keep on blowing up these things so they don't. caught up in what's happening. Ah, Jonathan G, $2, thank you. Ooh, try what do you hope to see in Final Fantasy 16? I mean, you know, Final Fantasy is... So, let's not confirm that that one no, game was... No, I don't... 
I mean, at first I thought it was going to be because I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name. The guy who, you know, went in and made a shippable game out of Oh yeah, yeah, Final yeah. Fantasy versus 13 and made it Final Fantasy 15. I'm drawing a blank on his name. It's not like Yoshida, uh, was it? Uh, Naoki Yoshida is the director of Final Fantasy 14. Uh, so in a way, but in a way. But I think it was, I think he his did name the same was, thing. His name was kind of similar. Let me, let me check who's the director on it. Yeah, Naoki Yoshida did the same thing with uh, Final Fantasy 14, really, except the difference was that game released <laughs> and then it had to be remade. Uh, uh, Hajime Tabata. Okay. He um, <clears throat> he started he he started like a studio at Square like a, a subdivision within Square Enix. I believe was this Luminous Productions that appeared at the beginning of that uh, project. Uh, uh, Athia Athia. Right. Um. I... <clears throat> and not long after that, he left. I forget where he went. Or if it was even announced. Well, he, he was like went. fired, wasn't he? I don't think so. I don't think so. But anyway, he started that, so I, it was very much like, sort of implied that like, okay, this is going to be the studio that's like maybe mainline Final Fantasy. So I was really surprised to see them not call that Final Fantasy sixteen. Uh, it it's interesting because that trailer definitely made it seem like the focus was on one character right right and which i would not expect for a mainline final fantasy um, i mean obviously they did that with lightning returns but i mean that was a sequel to a mainline final fantasy so i think they can get away with that but it'd be weird to have one character for mainline final fantasy um i mean i i definitely would believe it if that ended up being final fantasy 16 but you know i i mean i'll, I'll play it no matter what it is and possibly even love it but I, I really wish they'd be less afraid to make fall fantasy you know just an rpg again. i know <laughs> like with random battles like even Do if it, it wasn't random even if it wasn't random battles like make it make it primarily menu based you know yes or, I mean, even like Final Fantasy XII, like even though you don't spend a lot of time actively engaging in the menu during battle, like it still feels like an RPG. And really Final Fantasy XIII was actually a step back toward menu-based combat after Final Fantasy XII uh, shook it up. Like, Final Fantasy 13 was in for all of its differences and you know it was in a lot of ways more traditional than 11 or 12. Yes. So I would that was actually heartening to me that they were not necessarily moving in a straight direction away from the the RPG-ness of it that they were able with 13 they were willing to go back and they basically they stuck with fundamentally the same battle system you know with tweaks through the, that whole 13 trilogy which 
from a gameplay perspective, I thought the whole thing was rather fun. Um, yeah. 14 is also like, you know, even though it's like, it's real time, like it's still based on ATB cooldowns, um, you know, positioning only matters in certain regards, you know, like it's not about like, you know, you're not making like as clear contact with the enemy, you know, it's not, it's not like Final Fantasy VII where like your position is everything, you know? And the, the timing of your hits, like, is how it impacts the enemy. Right. I mean, that's exactly it's, what it, I would hope for. I mean, it's like... different. I mean, Final Fantasy XIV has, has I, I, Final Fantasy XIV's battle system has grown on me a lot in the past year. Um, mostly just because I switched to a job that I've enjoyed more in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, I mean, that's still there. But Final Fantasy XV's battle system just, it did nothing for me. Final Fantasy VII's battle system was good, but I, I still got a question, like, to what extent is this still an RPG? Like, every AAA action game has RPG elements at this point. Like, it's maybe barely more RPG than that. Now, I'm not saying that not being RPG makes it bad. It's it's a good battle system, but I still wish it was more, more you know, menu-based. You know, yeah, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, I don't know if that game is going to end up being Final Fantasy 16 or not. Uh, but I would more than anything like to see Final Fantasy em- embrace, you know, a more tra- slight, at least slightly more traditional feel. Like, it, you know, even to the extent that 13 is. Ooh, I get him. So, I did. But I'll play it no matter what. Uh, I saw there was a $2 donation from Tyler Wafflin. Thank you. Are you guys planning to review the Polymega? We'd love to. Um, it just depends on if we're able to get our hands on one. But, I mean, obviously that thing's going to be a big deal. And if we yeah. don't review it, people are going to be asking about it indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have no idea. Like, I'm hoping that it comes out at a time where we can cover it in a like right away obviously like right away and yeah, all hands yeah, on I mean, deck really like to i mean it it seems like it's got one thing fun. i'm like really excited for is when you finish uh analog frontiers is us both like writing scripts at the same time together <laughs> because yes. I've like I've had such a hard time like writing this other script just because well, I don't know I thought you were doing pretty good with it I was doing good but then I you know I rewrite things a lot you know I like very rarely get my thoughts out like in the first pass or first or second pass right. and but I, haven't I you been with... like recording as you go yeah like, yeah editing uh, as you go yes and like the recording as I, as I go has been getting uh, I, I have some new way of doing things. Uh, in terms of I can record and uh, record directly to my timeline now. So if I if I have like a change I need to make, then it's it's easy to do it. Mm-hmm. I thought that for sure there would be. A Daniel here. F is saying try. I don't think FF will ever go back to turn-based traditional JRPGs. Companies and people believe it is an outdated concept. I mean, it's it's interesting. 
I, I mean, because obviously it seems to me that they are positioning Bravely Default. Like, now that, like, there was Bravely Second, which was a direct sequel to the first game, but now Bravely Default 2 is, like, very much like Final Fantasy used to be, where it's, like, it's new world, new characters, no connection. Yeah, but, I mean, in a way, it's, like, maybe they're thinking, like, oh, that's what Dragon Quest does. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, but... Bravely Default, like, from a gameplay perspective, is, like, literally Final Fantasy V. Oh, okay. Like, it's job system out to wazoo. Right. Um, and I'm sure that Bravely Second is not going to be much different. There's clearly a job system in it. Because it has a demo. I tried the demo briefly. Um, like, it seems to me that that's like, okay, you want to play old school Final Fantasy, play Bravely Defaults. But it's not going to cost us as much to make as Final Fantasy. Right. You know, and with Dragon Quest, I guess Dragon Quest is their, like, big marquee, like, super traditional. But I really got a question if, like, is that really accurate that Final Fantasy wouldn't sell, wouldn't be worth the budget that it takes? If it were, like at least somewhat more traditional i mean i'm not i'm not asking for it to go to you know i'm not asking for us to go back to the the, the ps1 days or even but final i mean fantasy can you imagine 10? playing a ps5 like final fantasy 16 that like plays like a ps1 game i would, play I would like freaking a... i would freaking love it <laughs> there's there's something about it about that simplicity you know i i was just thinking about it when I was playing Breath of Fire today. I was like, oh, this just seems like nice to be fun to play right now. I, I, I would love it. Like, I would love it to have all the bells and whistles. You know, be the best looking game you ever saw. The, the craziest cinematics and everything. But it just plays like a PS1 game? Mmm! Mmm! <laughs> give it to me. Just give it to me. So oh. It's what you crave. Oh, I love it. Well, I mean, that's not to say anything bad about all the... I mean, I love the experimentation series. Does. I mean, that's what defines yeah. it. But I I, oh, I wish... I wish that Final Fantasy XV's, you know, foray into, like, full-on action territory would just be a one you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, the system is... is the, the game is very welcome to have its different system in things. So that's fine. But I, I want to be an RPG at heart. And I'm not sure if 15 and even 7 Remake, like, I kind of question if it's if that's really what it is still. Like, 7 Remake is an RPG, but it, it, it straddles a very, the line very close. Yes. Well, I mean, I mean, when you think about it, every game has, is an RPG these days. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, so... Final Fantasy VII Remake is exactly as much of an RPG as every other game that's released. <laughs> released. But... Ah. Uh, Sunny Rooster. <laughs> Ooh. I just, like, fell into the lava. The liquid hot magma. I, I, I think I said before 
that uh, whenever you say falling in the lava, or you know, when you're playing a game, I always, I always think of Beetle Adventure Racing. When you when you fall into lava in that game, the 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 announcer voice goes, "Hot lava." <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's it's funny. It's, it's... Is there a it's voice a sample game. out there of it? Maybe. I'm sure there is. There's gotta be. He also frequently says groovy. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good game. Yeah, Dragon Quest obviously has remained very traditional. And, you know, I mean, you gotta wonder, like, are they increasing or decreasing their potential audience by making these games more action-oriented? Because, you know, there's a lot of people who only play RPGs because they aren't comfortable with action elements in games, you know? Right. And in some ways, I would think that would be the larger audience. But well, it, I mean, it, in 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 the the, the three hour video that Tim Rogers did, that he is convinced that the people who made Final Fantasy VII really wanted to make an action game, they or they wanted to, he's he, he, he's convinced they wanted to make Gears of War, <laughs> and they just they they couldn't because and they're and they, they are trapped by the ooh, he's talking about lava. they are trapped by the. The fact that they have to have this RPG stuff in it, because yeah, that's that's it has to have the because it's Final Fan because Final Fantasy it has to have the Final Fantasy ness to it. But really, they just wanted to make Gears of War. Gears of War. <laughs> I think that's the most hilarious comparison. But somehow, even though it's not Gears of War, I, I understand what he's saying. <laughs> This guy is crazy right now. He's gonna kill me, but I... Like, everyone... Like, is there a story reason for everyone becoming, like, this, like, red meaty thing? Yeah, basically. Like, is there a reason for it? Uh... I don't know. He, this guy fell in the, in the water. Or not in the water, in the, in the lava. Yeah, but, like, why that, like, hockey guy? Because he was like injected with steroids or okay. Well, this guy uh, probably was too, and then going into lava activated. And this guy is like he's based on uh, Elvis. The way he's talking. Is this the final boss of this area? No, there's one more after this. Yeah, who who knows uh, what that game will turn out to be. I mean, putting project in front of a game's name is very risky. Yes. Will we ever see it again? <laughs> there he goes. I love that he falls in it, though. He, he's like, my hands are all rubbery. <laughs> 
Yeah, man, that Ratchet and Clank was... It looks, it looks really good. Yeah. Like, if... I hope that's a launch. Like, where's my face? <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. Oh, jeez, come on! No, I just, I killed myself on purpose there. Ah, uh, see, I mean, I can't avoid him down there. I think he gets I don't know if it's just like a placebo or I'm just getting better or but I feel like the more you die on a boss like it's gradually gets easier and easier some games do that but it's like kind of a hidden thing but that seems to go against like it's like the style of game that's trying to be yeah so maybe I'm just getting better Trails in the Sky did that. Yeah, well, that was an option, it, though. It, it, was that an option? Yes. You can, you can, every time you die, you can choose to lower it a little bit. Like, in some ways, that kind of ruined the game for me, though, because, like, normally I would be... See, I like that. I like that. See, normally I would be, like, very hard-lined, like, oh, I don't, I don't want I don't But... Like, I didn't, I didn't really feel that into the game's battle system. Like, it was okay. I didn't love it. I just, I wasn't that interested in getting good at it. Like, being well-leveled or anything. And, like, by the end of the game, I was, I was feeling very done with it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I, That's why I you, just, I don't like, know if you should play the other one. Huh? That's why you shouldn't, I don't know if you should bother with. <sighs> Come on, I picked it. Well, is, is Cold, Cold Steel, Cold Steel's a totally different battle system, right? Yes. Like, second story and the third one. Have you played them? Uh, second, the second chapter, or SC? Yeah. I haven't, no. But I assume they have the same battle system. Yes. Save some of my machine bullets. But, um. Yeah, I remember just feeling really done with it. I remember, like, the last dungeon, I just, like, completely rushed through it. I don't think I fought anything, because I'm just like, eh. Yeah. I can just, like, die on the final boss until he's so You know? Yeah. I think I died on, like, five. I think, I, like, the difficulty got reduced, like, five times. <laughs> <laughs> I just did not care at that point. Like, 
I remember, I mean, I liked the presentation and the characters had a lot of personality and the soundtrack was good. I mean, it's Falcon, right? But, yeah. like, I just, I, I mean, I liked the idea the ideas behind the balance system, but I just like, I completely lost interest in how it played. And, and it ended on like a crazy cliffhanger. So like I wanted to continue it, continue the series, but of course it was years until SC even came out. Mm -hmm. And I don't, did it even get any form of, of physical at all? No. At least not the English version. <clears throat> right. Nope, because it came on two UMDs. Really? Yeah. Are there any <laughs> dual UMDs in the U.S.? Nope, that was the only one. That would have been the only one. Oh, we got uh, $5 from Colin Barrens. Thank you. Thank you. Saying, I just beat the first three Trails games in the past month, and the difficulty lowering for bosses is absolutely not optional. Really? For bosses. Hmm. Huh. I thought that, I, I, I'm pretty, I, for some reason, I thought you could choose. Uh, maybe that's in, in, in regular Trails of Cold Steel, you can choose to lower, and you don't have to. Uh... Now, when he says first three trails games, like there's there's a, there's actually still some in the Trails in the Sky storyline that have not still haven't been translated. No, right? no, they've they've all been translated. No, are, are there four? There's three. Okay. And there's there's three in the the second trilogy that is not none of them have been localized. And uh, wait, 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 what what second trilogy? There's a second trilogy that is only in Japan. It's like the Crossbell trilogy. It takes place this... like in 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 like the in the the, uh, the country of Crossbell. Uh, and is, uh, is Estelle still the main character in those? No, 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 no. But but there's characters like they're they all have like new main characters, but characters from uh, other ones show up. Oh, Estelle's not the main character in SC? No, she isn't in SC, but I'm saying in, in Crossbell. The uh, Crossbell games, which is like another, it was just like this, a second trilogy of games. And then then after that is the Trails of Cold Steel is uh, Erebonia. But there's like right. characters show up. Are, th from, are there characters from Trails in Uh, SC? Yeah. Yeah, in, uh, yes. Like Oliver, oh yeah, is 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 in it. But yeah, I'm I'm sure that they'll play bigger roles too. And I mean, he was from he was from Arabic, right? Yes. I don't know if this is the way. Oh, oh, is this guy? Special delivery. This guy again. That's it. Yeah, that's right. Trails and Legacy of the Wizard and Fazanadu are in some roundabout way right. connected. Oh yeah, yeah, I guess Crossbell Arc hasn't been translated, but it's it it is they've been okay, so two games have been fan translated. Okay. What system do they use? Uh, it's PC. Just PC? 
Well, the translated ones are on PC. But I, I bet it's like PS3, I'm guessing. I mean, Trails in the Sky got PS3 releases too. In Japan. Yeah. Or here. But I don't really know if they benefit at all because due to their style. Yeah, I mean, those. I, you know, I, I can't remember if I ever even tried uh, my copy of Ease Origin on PS4 yet. Is it like blurry looking? No, no, Ease Origin is like, looks great. Well, then it, it probably looks similar then because it isn't it the same engine. Yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks similar to that, I'm sure. Like, like, isn't like Ark of Napishtim, Ease yeah. Origin? And uh, Othenfeld, Ghana, and Trails in the Sky, aren't they all the same engine? It's, it's like, all, yeah, they're all very same, similar. I don't I don't know if, if if Trails in the Sky used the same engine, but I, I, I guess I could imagine that. It has a very similar graphical stuff. Right. Like, it, it looks... The way that the, the pieces of the world are put together and the, and the character sprites are laid in it. Looks very, very simple. I'm just like rushing for these checkpoints because it's like kind of intense. is like how many games are cold steel uh there's four, four. so that's why it's kind of odd is that the this one was four because usually the arcs have been uh have but been four three. is not out here no but it has been announced okay and i guess four is extremely long and like a lot of people say that's like wholly unnecessary well, how long is it? I don't know. I heard it was like, I mean, all of them, I guess, were like 80 hours. Like, I, the first one took me 80 hours, and I didn't even do anything extra. I mean, that's, that's not that surprising in an RPG, especially one that takes after Persona, you know? Yeah. Oh, right now. There we go. You know, I, I tried the Cold Steel two or three or whatever demos on both Switch and yeah, yeah. You're saying that it PS4. Looks... Yeah, the Switch version like the resolution is real. But uh, I, I that's why that. I rushed and like, got the, like so... the the PS3 or PS4 version before it yeah. disappeared. But something that kind of. You know, I, I got the first game on PS3, but I still haven't played through it. Like, something from those demos that kind of made me, like, maybe pause about, like, really investing in the series was, like, the the area that you start off in in that demo is just, like, really boring. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's very open, and, like, you're just, like, 
it just feels like this open space on this like you know fortress wall or something it's just it's very flat and there's like no there's just no detail or no extra stuff there like you just i don't know it just feels like there's not a lot going on in that environment but maybe it's, it's wrong to judge the game on that but it just sort of felt lifeless what's happening in the background i'd like to give the series a chance cold steel series a chance but it, it feels like a huge commitment you know yes because, like, there's definitely no point in even playing it if you're not going to play all of it, you know? <laughs> Basically. That's, what, that's how I feel. Because it sounds, I mean, you said that that one ends on Crazy Cliffhanger too, right? The yeah, it, it's like, it's kind of out of nowhere. In a good way, though. Well, I mean, Trails, Trails in the Skies Cliffhanger was out of nowhere too. Right. Um... Colin Barron's donated uh, $5 again. Thank you. I say I drunkenly bought all of the trails of Cold Steel games on PS4 because of Corey last week. <laughs> Is it because they... Oh, you were worried about them becoming rare? You're, you're, kind of, you're kind of making me think on it, too. Like, mm -hmm. Like I used to, like there was there, there was a period of time where like any RPG that I was like vaguely interested in, especially if it was like from a small publisher like Xbox, like I would buy pretty quickly because. Uh, you know, I was I was really afraid it would become rare. But sometimes they did it. And sometimes they did. I get them. Yeah. Really was that was a little that was easier than I expected. Yeah, he was easier than some of the most recent bosses. So that that clears that whole area now. Right. But there's 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 a lot to this game. Yeah, I mean, the levels aren't very long. But see, it's there gonna are be a lot of them. Excellent work. See what it says here. However, why are you attending to business? It seems a heavy outfit downtown has been growing at an alarming rate. By our projections, their numbers and territory will soon be too great for local law enforcement. See, I bet there's going to be one hidden area that's going to be her. Yeah, I mean, it's already after midnight, so I don't think it's worth No, yeah, no, I'm not going to start another thing. I do like that he has a, that floppy drive in his car. Oh yeah, look at that. That's like the big size too. Yeah, it's like the five inch or whatever it is. Like those are the real floppy ones. Those are the real floppy drives. It's a real floppy drive. <laughs> a real hot dog. 
The dudes and twins. The dudes and twins. The dudesons. The dudsons. Oh, yeah, five, five, five and five and a quarter inch. My child, teach them a proper lesson. Thank you. Oh, I'll teach them all right. One lesson on old school ass kicking coming up. Yeah, we're backing out. I'll go back to the main menu. See what my percentage is. What it says here. Why, uh, Jick just popped in the chat to say hello, Corey and Mark. But we're we're wrapping up. We are. Sadly. Oh, see, it says only forty-five percent. So I'm wondering. I think each level has multiple medals you can get. Is there um is, is there a CRT filter? Yes. It does not look that, good. Huh? It does not look good. No. Is that what you had on during the pre-stream? No. This is what it looks oh, like. Oh, that was an overlay that you added in? Yeah, I mean, it just like shows on the screen. Like, I, I mean, it just this is how I had the, the scene set up in OBS. Welcome to Shiromoto Corporation. Yeah, I mean, this is the CRT is not, it's not very authentic. Are the skin lines uneven, or I can't even? Yeah, there are. They're, 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 well, they're big. They're too big for one, and they're. It's just they're all see through. Mm -hmm. So it's just like kind of sh soften things a little bit. But it's, it's not. It's not great. Someone just needs to make like the ultimate uh, CRT plugin that like. Everybody can use. I, yeah, I mean, honestly. that like is absolutely perfect and has a range of like quality and stuff, and it you can use it with, you know, just just use it on any game made in Unity or, or yes. Game well, I Maker think that or, you know whatever these games are made in, you know. I would say that that Sonic Mania has the best, best CRT plugin or best CRT overlay I've ever seen. Is good. So that's good. I think that that's probably the, that would be the number one choice. They want if they want to sell that, they should. <laughs> Anyways, I think that is going to do it. Let me get back in the position of the camera. Uh, thanks everybody for for hanging out. And if if, if you yeah. like Hunt Down, you should check it out. I don't know. I don't know how much it is. I'm, I'm guessing it's probably fourteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine. I'll I'll definitely grab it when when, when it, it inevitably, inevitably gets goes physical. Yes, I will too. Anyways, um, thanks everybody who donated and hung out. It's it a lot of fun, and we will look for the episode. I'm hoping by Wednesday, I'm ready to just get it done, and that's going to be on the the sharp scale uh, plugin for the PSTV. And Vita. And yes, and <clears throat> Vita. <laughs> Get a go 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 buy your PSTV before the episode comes out. Yeah, I I mean it, it looks a little expensive. It, it looks kind of crazy at at times. With if you make it, if you put it in four or ten eighty i, even though you know you, you it's interlaced, it looks looks so good when it just fills the entire screen. It's it's kind of amazing. Anyways, uh, we will we'll see you soon. Take care, everybody. Good night. Good night.